You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's do this thing. The Monday edition. Fun, 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 fun. Cam looks like uh, he wants to run people over. <laughs> it's a good thing uh, he's taking public transit right now. Otherwise, uh, there might be like a uh, an attack. I made some bad game time decisions oh my in the God. late night hours. Oh my God! There's a big there's a big man with red hair running people over. <laughs> Cam's. Cam's just seeing everyone in Boston Bruin jerseys running yeah. people over. Yeah. There's a Bruin. There's a Bruin. I hate that team. There's a Bruin. I, I hate the Bruins Who so much. Who doesn't? Uh, a lot of people are actually Bruins fans. in Boston. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Or I like see a Newfoundland. lot of guys in Bruins here. No, I know here. a lot of Canadian people like yeah. the Bruins. For if you don't like reason. Montreal in that area, you like Boston. Besides, like, Bobby Orr, there's, like, no reason to like the Boston Bruins. And Bobby Orr hasn't played in 35 years. <laughs> I know. You can't even get it done against Florida. It, it almost felt like a setup because you know that's what well, the NHL. I, 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 oh, that's the that's what thing. the NHL wants. Oh, you know, we're gonna have our Tampa Bay or the Leafs, or we could have Boston and Toronto again. Well, Everyone wants not, Boston and Toronto. It's not though. It's not the NHL. It's who knows. It's the same thing this week in the National Basketball Association tonight. Like the Miami Heat. Yep. The Miami Heat are playing against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Heat. They might be better off losing and falling back. If they finish six, they play the Philadelphia 76 You don't want any part of that. The Sixers have won 14 <laughs> games in a row. You don't want to play these guys on Saturday. Nope. So if they actually lose, they finish seventh, they play the Boston Celtics, who are pretty beaten up right now. Good points. You bring up good points. And I hate to say it, I think they'd rather play the Toronto Raptors and finish eighth. So it's a strange deal right now in the NBA between, like, Milwaukee, Washington, it's like, oh, a battle for six. I don't really know if any of them actually want to finish in sixth place. I agree with you. Philadelphia, Listen, is, a team, fan, Philadelphia is a team to avoid. If you're the Washington Wizards and you're, you're in a room right now, you're like, would you guys want to play the Toronto Raptors in a seven-game series or Ben Simmons and the Sixers right now? Don't vote Raptors. They're all going to say, oh, yeah, we'll take our shot with DeMar and Kyle. They choke sometimes. They both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> like, let's like, go back just a couple of years right. in the hot tub time machine where yeah. the Raptors were good and huge favorites over Washington. They swept the Raptors. Yeah. That's well, Gortat made them look like children in that series. It was a joke. That's why when you bet on these sports at the, at the end of the regular season, yep. even if they're so-called, quote-unquote, jockeying for playoff position. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't know. You don't know. And and if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're better off right now. You'd rather play the bot. Well, I don't know. I'm not I'm a actually fan. I a Leaf fan. You want to play Tampa or Boston? Thing was, Tampa. I'd rather, if I'm a Leaf fan, I'd rather play. If I'm the Leafs, I think you have a better chance of beating the Boston Bruins than the Tampa but, Bay Lightning. Good. Uh, well, the Leafs beat Boston three to one in the regular series. They played pretty good against them this year. The only time they lost the game was where they were on a back-to-back with no rest. As for Tampa Bay, I think they're playing possum. At the end of the season there, they were they were junk. They were playing so poorly. They were just basically limping to the finish line going, you know what, we got to get into the playoffs and then we're going to explode. So, I don't know, Marenzi. I think uh, both are pretty dangerous, but uh, yeah, the Leafs will take their chances with Boston. All right, George Kurtz will join us a little bit later on. We'll talk some pucks uh, with George uh, Kurtz. The NHL playoffs start on Wednesday. We've got some interesting gambling angles 
angles for you guys to take a look at. We'll talk about the series prices. We'll get into a lot of puck talk uh, today and over the next uh, couple of days leading into the NBA playoffs. Yep. And then it's going to be playoff central uh, here on Red Heat and Rage Game Time Decisions Radio. I'm Gabriel Bredsey. He is Cam Stewart, and he had a piece of uh, Patrick Reed, the most disliked uh, golfer Seemingly in the history of the PGA why? Tour. Why? That's that's what I want to know. Why? Why does everyone hate this guy? What's what's his problem? There's nothing wrong with Patrick Reed. I like everything about. Actually, you know what I like about him? I find him, him pretty unlikable. Person. Really? I, I like his brash personality. I like the fact that he stuck it to everyone in a way because yes. you know, like everybody would would have been happy as long as he didn't win. Yeah. it was one of those. You're days. right. It was like it, everyone was cheering for Speed. Won. Oh, what a record! If Fowler would have oh, won. Little Rory would have won. But it was Reed. But this was is my like, point. Eh. What makes what makes <laughs> this is my point about golf though, and the, the perception of popularity. Ricky Fowler's not the happiest guy in the world. He's always sour looking around there. That is the biggest discrepancy to me. It's like, oh, Ricky's the best. This guy's never smiling or anything. He's basically the same as Patrick Reed. At least Patrick Reed, in my opinion, not a part of their clique or club. His wife was uh, on the bag. She's been his caddy for a while. Now her brother is his caddy. I was reading and- about Patrick Reed and why he's disliked and what, what really is at the root of this. Yeah. And this goes all the way back, Cap. He's a back-to-back national champion. Oh, I know. Yeah, at Augusta State. Yep, he never loses in match. And, and as you stated, none of the bigger SEC schools wanted him. When he won, he wasn't even a local hero or anything. When he was part of the national championship teams back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And there's accusations um, that... Uh, stolen money and wallets. And uh, he wasn't the most honest <laughs> with his scorecards. Oh, really? A cheater, too. Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> That's a problem. Like rampant. Like people just basically, like he was a known basic, you know, cheater essentially. Hey, found my ball. <laughs> now it gets a little bit deeper, I guess. And I don't know, maybe you would know more about this, but he actually had a, his mother and his father like removed from a golf tournament and like kicked off the property before. It's interesting. No, I didn't even know that, Marantz. Yes. Yeah, you're bringing some knowledge to the table. It's yes. Fun. So, it's, no, so, so talking yeah, about yeah. locally in the town. Yeah. He's a jerk to everyone. They think he's a cheater. Yeah. He doesn't talk to his family. He had his mother removed from the grounds once. Not cool. Yesterday, he was asked about it because his mother was there, and she yeah. tweeted out, go Patrick. Yeah. And uh, they said, was it special to have your family here? And Ollie responded, I'm just here to win golf <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> I guess there's like a nasty feud between his girlfriend and the family. Oh, yeah. Chick and, yeah, I don't know, Cam. But it seems like everywhere you turn, like, he's got an issue. Okay. You know what? In a court of law, Marenzi, you made a great You made a great case. <laughs> I don't know him. But the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is, though, even his, damn, even his damn parents, he doesn't get along. What's the love? Which is, but, but honestly, though, what's the love for Ricky Fowler, though? That's what I That's, wow. that's what I don't get. What? Because he wears Oklahoma State tight pants like, I don't know what with his, his colors? He's not the friendliest guy in the world, either. He's been kind of like, meh, standoffish. You're right. I know a guy who golfs at a high level, and apparently Patrick Reed, there was a problem in school uh, with some lost monies, and I didn't even understand what was going on with the parents but i'll tell you one thing team reed i'm happy for the guy he had guys breathing down his neck he could have easily choked in that situation he got it done and you know what i'm happy for this the guy. is uh, george willis in the new york post that uh that uh, came up uh, with this stuff it's documented or whispered and reported tension between the reeds and patrick's parents 
Bill and uh, Jeanette, the nasty back and forth on social media where Justine claimed Patrick was abused physically and verbally by his uh, by his parents. Ooh. So the girlfriend is basically going on Twitter saying that the parents are horrible parents who abused Reed as a kid and stuff. Like, it's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Patrick Reed did not invite his parents to his wedding. Oh, that's tough. That's, uh, Wow. He had his parents escorted off the grounds of the 2014 U.S. Open. <laughs> no, excuse well, me. His girlfriend's oh, his girlfriend, yeah. wife. Now and, his wife. And, and ex-caddy. And his he, wife, yeah. yeah, she used to be his caddy yeah, was, and wife. Yeah, so the team wife. Reed. The wife, yeah, but his team Reed. Yeah, you know he knew about this. Of course. So she basically yeah. got the parents removed. They just went to watch the kid. They just wow. were on the grounds, and they were like, get these people out of here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so we can go on uh, now. His parents who live in Augusta have little to no contract uh, contact with Patrick yet. Went to the tournament this weekend, anyways. Yeah, like he was the most unpopular winner of the Masters, <laughs> other than Danny Willett. <laughs> Normally, parents are among the first thank when someone wins a major, but when asked, it was bittersweet not to share the winning Masters with his parents. Read answer revealed all you need to know. I'm just out here to play golf and try to win golf tournaments. <laughs> Uh, despite winning back-to-back national championships, he was never a hometown uh, hero. Um, many allegations. He hasn't always been necessarily honest with his scoring. Ooh, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah, you knew something was weird when, when the white came and out I, and hugged him. And, and then I was watching, right, Renzi? And then you go up the hill, and the biggest celebration was Bubba Watson's kid who gave him the low five. Like, the kid. Yeah, the kid's like, yeah, hey, Patrick, yeah. So it was, it was weird. It was like him and Bubba Watson. I'm like, who else on tour is talking to this guy other than Bubba Watson? But it wasn't even Bubba Watson as much as his kid. His yeah, kid like, was fired up. Patrick Reed even admits. Patrick Reed, you don't know what drives him. Like you said a couple weeks ago, if I was George yeah, Spieth, yeah, I guess I could exactly. take this drop. You know what drives him? Because he's said uh, it, it motivated him and upset him in, in the opening uh, at the first uh, shot yesterday when the crowd cheered louder for Rory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're not Rory. No, but you're all, no, but can, to, to, can I beat the defense for a sec? <laughs> this is a guy who stared down Rory at the Ryder Cup and, and beat him for the country of America. I wish I, wish I would have freaking known that before I yeah, got on Rory and, and, you know, you look at his scorecard, that American flag thing that he's had in his pants probably for like a decade with the big USA glitter flag right there. This guy loves his country, loves his golf. He's he a patriot. He is he's a, a patriot. patriot. He loves America. So the fact that Americans, I don't, care if, I don't care if Rory's McElroy. The Irishman. Yeah. Oh, Rory, go get your career Grand Slam. Yet, yet a guy that slayed him and helped the USA in the Ryder it's Cup. True, though. Can you imagine? It's true. Imagine we were Canadian. Some he's, guy cheered for a guy from yeah, like another country against actually, you. He's actually from there. He's even he's from, from a guy. He went to Augusta State. Morency. What more do I have to say? I know whatever. I don't know his character. They don't like him that no, much. No, they don't. I, I, I've never interviewed Patrick Reed. I've interviewed a lot of guys on tour, but I kind of like his attitude. I, I, I've always liked me versus the world type of guys. Said and it added fuel, yeah. fuel to my fire yeah, right, when did. they cheered for Rory. For sure it did. How would you feel? Imagine Gabe Morency, like you were playing, uh, we were playing like in a tournament, and some guy from Belgium got more cheers than you at the start in Canada at like a sporting event. You would go, what the hell's going on with these idiots over here? Wouldn't surprise you, me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. You thought you get fired? Would you get fired up? Damn right, you I'd would. I drive a golf ball into the crowd. Exactly. <laughs> I drive a golf ball into the crowd. As for Rory, let's talk about this guy. I would have won uh, basically uh, uh, about six mortgage payments it's if this true. guy would have won the tournament. He screwed me so hard. And I'll tell you something. 
I have never seen Great a guy shot of his caliber miss putts inside six feet. He had a tap in the eagle at the second that would have got him rocket, blows it right by. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, Brad Faxon helped him. I can't it worked say one that, week. It I, only worked one week. I can't say that if he finishes off that eagle that he wins the tournament. No, it but it helps out. It changed everything. Of course it did. Changed everything. He had no confidence in his putt no, the Reed, rest of the way. Reed was starting to melt down early. You could tell he was nervous. But he wasn't worried about Rory when he Rory, started missing. Rory shanked his first drive but saved his ass. Saved his ass for par that could have had the eagle. And you're right. He misses the putt. And then Reed uh, pulls like a weekend uh, hacker type of putt off the rough, drills it. And even Faldo, he's like, that's too strong. That's too strong. <laughs> Bam, right into the hole. Correct. It was like a four-point, four-shot swing. Yeah, and that's what uh, We would have had an eagle. Instead, he saved his ass. He saved his ass. He got a birdie. And then we were right back to where we freaking started. Exactly. <laughs> and, and funny thing is, Rory did that the day before where he was hitting it hard. And he got lucky with the stick and the ball going. As for McElroy, until he works on his putting, he's not going he's, he's to win. Ball striking, that's one thing. But, man, and, and it's weird to see a guy of his stature have problems on Sundays. But he does. More power to Jordan Spieth. Imagine he won that golf tournament. Like, that was stupid what he did down the stretch there. I'm like, is this guy going to win? It would have been nuts. Well, if you he, could align bet did. that guy at over 100. Paul Casey was our pre-tournament yeah. pick. Love Paul Casey. Great Sunday. Yeah, great Sunday. He tore it up. <laughs> he sure did. A little, too, too, little too late. Uh, yeah, he did. Too Sergio late. Garcia. Uh, Sergio, thanks for putting the green jacket on. Uh, He's missing in action. He screwed us hard. Uh, he sure did. He screwed hard. Actually, Norrin didn't make the cut either. Yeah, so that one, I told you I worried about that guy in Augusta. The best pick, uh, the most successful thing that I had over the Masters uh, from a gaming perspective was Doug Kim, plus three three three. Yeah, he was great. I liked him. Low amateur, buddy. You see, he he got uh, he got some love after, right? They bring a low amateur into the clubhouse. They after. always do because I know at Augusta that's the way they do it. Low amateur. You know what? Back to back eagles too. Gim did made some really nice shots there. Watch out for this guy. On the 18th like, hole. Oh, he was two, two, two not days afraid. In a row. Yeah, he, I'm he happy left. for him. He hold out. Uh, something yeah, we'll keep our eye on Doug Gim moving forward, actually. I agree 100%. He looks like he has the temperament, too. Very cool, calm kid from the University of Texas. A lot well, of guys. Well-liked. A lot of guys would uh, go pro right after that. He's still got some work. Yeah, he's still got some work to do, and he stated, uh, I want to win a national championship with the Longhorns. I'm going back and uh, try to finish this off. Big time. No, I'm a good good call by your boy uh, Daly on uh, Gim oh, yeah. at plus 333. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Gim's got a good, uh, good future. He'll be on the tour. In, in the not-so-distant uh, future, somebody keep uh, keep our eye on. So uh, the Masters is in the books. Patrick Reed uh, wins. What was he, 18-1? to 1? At the start of the tournament, 60 in some places. Uh, I got him at 40. When did you bet that? Uh, before the tournament started, he went down from 60 to 40. On That's on my sports oh, book. Oh, he, so. he closed around in the 40-1 yeah. to 1 yeah. range, really? Yeah, yeah. Some people I talked to had oh, I thought I thought, buddy, was, I thought he was in that, like, sort of second tier, third tier at, uh, no. at uh, 18, 22 to 1. My buddies on Bet365 with Izeen Vince put a bet for, uh, for, like, a consortium of guys that I know. Each guy won, a, I think, 1,500 bucks. So they got, uh, yeah, they got him at 55 to 1 on Bet365 before the tournament. That's pretty good odds, don't uh, you think? Oh, great odds. <laughs> Patrick Reed's a good player. Like, he should be about 35. Like, he, he should not be that high. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are up uh, right now, 4-1 oh, on the Chicago White Sox. And uh, Al uh, brought this up a couple of minutes ago, actually, on his program talking baseball. But it is strange, Cam, isn't it, that the Chicago Cup game is snowed out, yet the Chicago White Sox are playing, yet they play in the same city. <laughs> I know. 
It's unbelievable. Chicago's a pretty but, big city. But, you, but you, you, you said it off air. Always the, 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 the conditions are in the north, usually. The high winds, well, the yeah, problems, the about precipitation. It, if you look at the sports books, whenever you're betting on a Cubs game, there's always, like, the total isn't posted overnight. They always post the total, yep. like, the last possible second. And it always, like, the Cubs is, like, the only place, really, in which wind really, really affects a total. You know, so much so that the books don't post it. No, and, if it's flying out, it's flying out. And, like, whenever a game's at Wrigley, it always has underneath the win status. The win status. You, you never see win status at a White Sox game. I know, and it's in the same they damn city. They don't bring city. it up. I guess the south side gets a different weather pattern. Chicago no is a very big city. It is. It is. And it is also the Windy City. True. You know what the second? True, true Gabe. You know what the second uh, windiest city in North America is after Chicago? I'm going to say Wichita, Kansas. Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> really? Really? Wow. How'd you figure that out? You just went online and said, "What are the windiest cities in North America?" No, I went to Chicago and I busted out my my wind metric meter. And I measured it, and I did the same. How did I figure it out? I read it. I didn't figure it out. It's like, it's like how do you figure out populations of cities? Yeah, I counted the people. Kid. Well, you do the census, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't admit this, but I haven't filled out a census. So. Uh, it's, uh, I, when I get the census in the mail, I'm I think like, it's like really? highly, It's like highly illegal not to. Uh, yes, actually, you do I have to return it. Put it this way. I'm not going to rat you out. I don't recall... I don't recall filling out any census in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> in a long I don't know. I've I, I actually had to do it. And, uh, I remember once I didn't send it back, and they sent me like a threat, like, you, sir, you have to do this type of thing. Maybe you're just off the radar. I, I, I sent it in late, and they weren't happy about but it. I got jury duty. I have had jury duty twice. And, uh, I responded. I did, uh, like, and it was serious, too. It basically stated, like, you must respond to this. Because <laughs> at first I was like, screw this. I'm like, I'm not, like, and I was like, well, I better respond to this. actually a crime not to. So I responded, but I guess I wasn't chosen. For my jury duty, it was actually a very, very famous murder. And I went up there and I talked to the, because you talked to the judge and everybody else. I go, I'm a big fan of murder mysteries. You know, I don't think you want me. I like, And I basically, all like, <laughs> the final straw, though, you go, you're a broadcaster? Pass. Like, they don't They don't want anybody. doesn't matter if you're news, sports, anything. They don't want anybody like that on the jury. Well, that jerk off Dean Blundell, scum of the earth. I think that's what got him kicked off the air. What, jury duty? I think one of his stooges, co-hosts, was in jury duty, and he actually talked about something on the air. <laughs> <laughs> something Good something like that. I don't know. One of many low-life things you did. Hope your welfare check shows up on time. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
Ooh, the Chicago White Sox just put a couple of runs up on the board. Four to three for you degenerate hey, gamblers. Thanks, like Cam Stewart. Yeah, I got another plus one and a half. I just lied better when they were down four to one. Oh, really? Thanks, yeah. I'm really struggling. I need some winners. After last night's now. debacle, thanks, Boston. Hey, thanks, Washington Nationals. Good on you. Cam lost it all. Tanner Rourke loves to give up grand slams with two outs. Betting on Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. I told people, man, never underestimate Brock Lesnar, even no. in a WrestleMania. No. Roman Reigns is like a minus 350 favorite <laughs> because Brock Lesnar's contract was reportedly coming to an end and he's uh, coming back to the UFC. Uh, but the thing is, he's got to submit himself into the drug program if he wants to go back to the UFC. And that takes four months. It takes four months to go through the process. So, therefore, he's not coming back to the UFC anytime soon. And everybody thought that, oh, it was for sure that, uh, you know, Roman Reigns becomes the champion. And once again, Brock Lesnar shocks the world, Cam. Shocks the world. I watched a little bit of WrestleMania last night, but I don't know if it's because I had money on a national Met game at the same time, but. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I didn't catch WrestleMania uh, fever. Like, I watched it. I'm almost embarrassed to tell and you. And it's like The that. Undertaker came out, and instead of being like, oh, cool, The Undertaker, I was like, man, you got to retire. Bro. I agree. <laughs> I was like, like the magic's yeah. not there anymore. No, I, I wasn't feeling it. Like, no, you, dong. Yeah, when you feel the bells, dong. it's like, ooh, The Undertaker, he's nah. going to kill you. Now I want to see, like, Undertaker, you got to go in the gasket and stay there. Like, <laughs> just bolt it up, man. Like, it's over. I, I'm with you. Like, you can't move anymore. You saw him in his last matches, and I hate to say it. And that's when I started to realize. Like, how the hell are we supposed to believe that he's yeah. going to beat John Cena? No, he can't. He can't even tie his boots. I know. He can't move. He can't bend down. I'm gonna tell, I'll give him credit. He actually did. Yep. He saved up all that energy, whatever. Like, he was flying around a bit. And he was doing his thing. I'm not picking on The Undertaker. I'm just telling you, I watched WrestleMania, and I never got hooked in, Cam. I sort of looked. I was yeah. like, eh, yeah. A little bit weak. Eh. And then I'd sort of, you know. Know what I've realized about WrestleMania compared to the past? You said it. When The Undertaker lost and that streak was broken, I remember he was like a minus 1,500 favorite. I'll tell you, these little sports book that let you do these piddly like $1,500, whatever, you said it. Never before has any big underdogs won in these wrestles. So what do wrestling fans do who gamble? They put the old favorites parlay together, yeah. and now it's not clicking. The books are happy to, happier to take wrestling well, Vince bets Well, Vince is now. always going to throw a curveball yeah. along the way. Yeah, there's always going to be one match with a curveball. I guess Ronda Rousey. Um, Looking good? Yeah, Ronda yeah. Rousey actually very, very positive reviews. And we'll give her credit. I'll give, we'll give her yeah. credit only yeah. because we brought up the fact that, and listen, I'm not a wrestling expert, right? You know, I used to be really, really into it. I'm not one of these people that mocks people that are into it. No, I like wrestling. I'm not here to say, oh, I don't watch that crap. But I just, I don't like this current batch of stars they have, per se. I like the Japanese chick is about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like the Japanese. It's, it's honest. Uh, yeah. I like, no, well, the thing is. I like the Japanese chick. But, but the thing with Ronda is. Yeah. Every time I saw Ronda, Cam, it was freaking terrible. Like, porn actresses are better actresses. Like, like, like they have better yeah. mic skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and her 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 publicity tour was a was a train wreck. Her publicity yeah. tour was a train wreck. Her personality. Yet, one thing you got to say about Ronda Rousey, we're talking about an, an Olympian. We're talking about somebody who was at the top of her sport. She is a good athlete. Very good. So when the actual match started, she actually excelled. Like she, you know, it was her best performance yet, which is that's a good sign. And you know. 
She's only been in this for a couple of months. She's going to get better and better and better and better. I agree. Like, the mic skills is something that I don't know how she's going to get better with that. But when it comes to the pure fighting, let's give her a lot of respect. It was interesting. I was reading about the – I read an interview with her about the mic skill stuff. And she was saying that it's hard that uh, she gets thrown off in arenas talking when the crowd is cheering because she can't hear herself. She can't hear herself talk. Yet, uh, that's something, it, it, it is unnerving. Like, as somebody that's in a band and stuff, I know that feeling. There's a lot of times, like, you can't really, you just sort of have to do it. You don't really know. Block everything out. You need blinders on. Well, you just play, and you yeah. hope that the sound is, you know, big-time bands, you'll notice they'll have earpieces and For stuff. Sure. Like, they have the technology and the money to actually have earpieces. They can hear things, but... Yeah, it's very it's a very chaotic thing. So she's just sort of learning. I just figured she'd pick it up. But the most important thing is how she performs in the in the ring. People seem to eat it up. And uh I will admit, even though I really had next to no interest in WrestleMania last night, besides for betting purposes, and I didn't even bet it because uh, the book I was betting at's more of a serious one, it doesn't have that, but uh Cam, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is uh that's like the crazy one. That's great. Oh, yeah, they do all the internet. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's when things get wild. And it's going, like the crazy yes. one where the fans are nuts. Like the fans are going to go opposite tonight and stuff. Like the fans set the tempo now for the rest of the year almost. They're going to cheer for the, the villains. They're going to reverse things. It's like essentially like a zoo. Like the wrestlers hate it because <laughs> the, the fans hijack it. They hijack it. And if you watch wrestling recently, that's the thing I don't like. The fans have basically taken stuff over, dude. You know, this is boring and all that other type of stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> and they make themselves the show, which, and I, and I was reading an interview with Chris Jericho, and he was saying, you need to shut up. Yeah, let you us know? do our thing. Yeah, it's one thing. He's like, it's one thing to cheer and yell against people, but they're sort of high, they hijack the show, and everybody knows it. The WWE expects it tonight. What you talked about, though, it's just they don't have any originality. Like, Jeff Jarrett used to bust guitars on a guy's head. Now yeah. they have a guy strumming the guitar. As it's kind of like, you know what I mean? You're using the, you need managers. You need personalities. You need foreign objects. The problem is... Midgets. And, and midgets, yes, yes. Politically incorrect. Midget, midgets. Midget match. Three midgets versus Braun Strowman. Everyone Stuff I, like everyone I taught, <laughs> you need more than three. About six. Three normal men yeah. against Braun Strowman. The little still. beaver and his crew. That's good, the little beaver. I see, love the, see, the little beaver was fun. That's the thing. And hot, sexy my, my favorite, hot, sexy managers who, who turn and stuff. The, the problem is the my plot favorite, lines are too uh, simple. My favorite tag team was Dink and Doink. Oh, yeah, amazing. Dink and Doink rocked. Fun, see? Clowns. How can you talk about clown midget? No, you can't. Like, you, can't. You, you simply can't. You simply can't. <laughs> Like, that's just, it just, it, it Like, where's the Abdullah the Butchers who walks in with a razor and cuts a guy's head? They can't do that stuff anymore. It's too, it's it's wrong, right? I think he's dead. No, but I'm saying, like, where, where, <laughs> where's where's the knives? Where's the tacks? Where's the stuff that we enjoy? I want to see more craziness, blood, foreign objects, and sexy women in my wrestling. Yeah, more more uh, more blood, more midgets, more breasts. Perfect. There's there's the combination. That's the recipe. There, there's, uh, there's the combination. <laughs> NFL draft uh, around the corner right now. I'm already so sick of this draft coverage and stuff. <laughs> CBSSports.com, man, they've done so many mock drafts. Like, like every day they have a new one where they, they just basically 
put every player on every team, and then yeah. they're going to save it and say, hey, look, we were right. Yeah, exactly. that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? Darno's going to, oh, he's going to go second now, and this and that. Come yeah, on, I'm man. just sick of the media yeah, reports. You know, bring on the damn draft. Let's get this thing over with, and let's get, uh, let's get uh, to the football season. But the football season's still a little ways away. The National Hockey League playoffs are what uh, is going to be uh, taking center stage on Wednesday night, and then the NBA playoffs start on Saturday. Quick, quick note about the NBA playoffs, and we brought up, uh, we brought it up earlier. We don't really know the motivation of the teams, who they really want to play behind the scenes. It makes gambling on these games pretty tricky over the next couple of days. But I'm going to be going, Cam, as a diehard Toronto Raptor fan. I'm going to go to Game One of the playoffs. It's on Saturday. You know what sucks though. I don't know what time it's at. And TBD. I'm, and I'm not going to know until, like, Wednesday night. It's ridiculous. Like, the, the NBA season ends Wednesday, and then they start the playoffs on Saturday. I'll, be, I'll make you a bet. Like, I'll make you a bet that they're the first game out of the gate. Yeah, are they really the noon start. They always are. Last year, they, they, no, last year they got, like, the oh, 6 sorry, o'clock. Well, yeah, whatever, yeah. They, they got the not, game 5.30 leading into the primetime game. Not the total primetime game, but they'll get, they'll, get a, they'll get a... There's a no way in hell they're getting a Saturday night 8 o'clock game. No, no. They'll be, they'll be either getting, like, a game at 3 o'clock, or you That's said it, the game at 5.36, or the opener, 12.30. That's it. You can you can you can guarantee that. Put your pipe in. Twelve thirty games suck. I know they do. You're just waking up. Oh, hey, man. what am I going to do? Wake the up and start drinking cream soda and vodka at well, nine in the morning. Guys, we're going to go to the hey, game. Hey, Cam, you <laughs> stumble out of the ACC at three in the afternoon. Uh, it's all bright hey, outside. Where's yeah. everybody? Yeah. Where'd you go? I want a party. I'm Rexy. Okay. I'll end up yeah, with yeah. a strip club in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, 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 go yeah. to Free Eyes Only. Yeah. <laughs> I find you. I find you in a ditch at like six forty-five p.m. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You can't start. Sport- you yeah. can't start sporting events that early. Sorry. Like football. Imagine you're on the West Coast. You're eating like Cheerio. Like it's nine thirty in the morning. What are you doing? Like you're waking up with a bowl of mini wheats and going, "Oh yeah, the NBA playoffs is on. Great." It's at nine thirty. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not putting LeBron James on at Saturday at noon. No, they're not. They're not putting uh, the Philadelphia. No, 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 no. We'll keep them later on in the slate. That's when you could go to the strip club. That's Late. the thing. They lose the battle to everybody. Even the Boston Celtics are more high profile. So correct. <laughs> TBD. Yeah, maybe I'll go to the game two then. At least I know that'll be at nighttime. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, you you might as well do it. Better yeah, I'll, that get, way. I'll get blasted on a weeknight. It's hard to be all hung over on the show the next day here. I try not to do that. Uh, now it's it's harder than you it's think. The playoffs now. Though. I know it is the playoffs. You plan on going to any uh, Toronto Maple Leaf playoff games? No, unless I get a ticket. Uh, somebody wants to offer me one. I'm I don't not know, paying. dude. I'll tell you what. I, I, just, I don't have any money, man. I got an email. I got an email from them today saying asking if I wanted to buy playoff tickets. Which is strange. I didn't get that email from the Raptors. The Leafs, like, they don't, it's not as hot as it used to be. It's just different. The Leafs sent you the email. Yeah. Not the Raptors. No. Really? I never got an email buying Raptor tickets, no. But I'm, I, the MLSE sent me a thing for the Leafs. Interesting. Hey, Gabriel, you want to buy playoff tickets? Wow, I like, I like where they're going with that. That's kind of, I, I'm surprised. Actually, that really shocks me. I know, me. it is that, so why backwards. Wouldn't, why wouldn't the Raptors send you stuff? You're a big proponent of the Raptors. Because the Raptors are sold out. That's the thing. You got Drake and his crew. It's, and, the, same, hey, it's the place dude, to it's be. It's the same crap. Every, every, every game day, man, I get an email from the Leafs. Hey, Gabriel, we just released tickets. You didn't just release tickets. No. You didn't sell them. So what are we what are we looking at for playoff tickets for the Leafs? For uh, how much do you think Game One of the Raptors costs? So it's TBD time to be determined. This is on StubHub right now. What get it? What seats? Cheapest seat in the building. 
three forty. No, surprisingly, a hundred and three dollars. Wow, that's actually shocking. That's why I'm going to go. I don't mind paying a hundred three three dollars. Yeah, for the worst ticket, I'll be up in the rafters. But still, I'll be in the section three hundred. That's hundred bucks. That's way cheaper than I anticipated. Me too. You're hanging out in the sprite zone. That's a that's yeah, exactly okay. hey, in the sprite zone. <laughs> hey, can I get a sprite? <laughs> You can drink alcohol in the Sprite Zone. Yes, you can. I'm just yeah. saying there's lots of children in the Sprite Zone. Supposedly, yes. Yeah, but, but for playoffs, I don't think, uh, what does it do? The, the family's going to fork out the money? There's not hey, kids. There's not really. Uh, no, no, it'll be more. Know what it is? It's going to be. It's teenagers. Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be people who just scrape together. Their, I'm sad in the yeah. Sprite Zone. It's all like 16-year-olds I've been in the Sprite Zone, yeah. too. It's teenagers, yep. right? Teenagers from Scarborough and stuff. Just because it's called the Sprite Zone. <laughs> they'll, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't they'll mean, have their Drake OVO stuff on. Hey. <laughs> You could do you could do the Smirnoff and Sprite Zone. Yeah, you could still drink. It's there. funny There's you some, say that because right. I did go on an expletive tirade once in the Sprite Zone during a playoff game against the Orlando Magic. I got up and there actually were kids there. It was like a Saturday afternoon yep. day game. Yep. I was like, "What the f?" I was like, "F you, Crawford." It was like Joey, <laughs> Joey Crawford was the ref. I'm like, "F you, Crawford." Somebody was, I remember uh, I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time. She's like, you know, there's kids all around here. <laughs> like, this is a playoff game, all right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the emotions are high. It's like, who, it's like bringing your kid on a plane to Vegas. Who brings a kid? Remember there was the big debate. There was the big debate. Sorry. Sorry. Like, the best was your line when you're flipping out. Because I was sleeping. Yeah, right? I, don't like, wanna, I, probably, I don't want to relive it. No, I don't. I woke up to you arguing. And the best, you go, nice pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ripped her slacks. That was just, like, amazing. And then the kid's like, meh. I feel bad about the whole thing. I know. It's it's like, right. it, happens. it is what it is. She was rude, too. She was. But should she should have mind her own business. She should have just shut up. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, but then I'm right back to you. She should just shut up. She should just shut up. Why does she wait till we're getting off the plane? What, what, what good was that? You're off the plane in a exactly. minute. If you, if you found me annoying, should have done it early. In Vegas. She, like, yeah. yeah. She should have laid the groundwork early and said, listen, sir, you're a little bit loud. I don't want to be rude, yeah. but you're really, really loud. And her on the kids plane. had headphones yeah. on. Yeah, this just, lady complained about my language on yeah. the plane because I was drinking and yeah. I was talking basketball with these guys. Yeah, got, oh, yeah, you were talk, I, I heard you. Yeah, you're, you, had your, you had your megaphone voice going, but I will say this. That kid, you're right. He had the Beats by Dre, like good headphones, too. Yeah, those weren't little, those weren't little Radio Shack realistic. The kid, yeah, like the kids never heard an F-bomb before. <laughs> Mommy, he's swearing. But do you remember remember at the Blue Jay game a couple of years ago when the fans got pissed off at the ump and everybody started throwing beers on the field? Yes. And a beer hit a baby? Yeah, that's and that's not cool. But like, the thing is, the baby the beer, should, yeah. the beer hit the mother. And it ricocheted. The mother Ooh, yes. was standing there yes. with a baby. The beer hit the mother, and then the beer went on the baby. And like, the, it's not like the can hit the baby in the head. It was a cup of beer. It did hit the mother, and beer did get on her and the baby. She was in the first freaking row, standing above the dugout. Is that should should, should you bring your baby to a playoff game? And I'll tell you what. I don't know what it is, but Blue Jay fans are actually pretty rowdy and violent. Yeah, they are. And, you know, and Toronto sports fans aren't, but Blue Jay fans do. Like, Blue Jay fans, there's always fights at the game. You always see it. People get pissed. Oh, I, saw, I saw some guy get, like, absolutely throttled yeah. in the West Jet all-you-can-drink <laughs> section. Like, it's kind of like drink all you want yeah, yeah. fight fight some People asshole. People in Toronto don't handle their booze well. <laughs> when the Buffalo Bills played here in the Bills series, oh, yeah, there people, was like 300 arrests oh, the game. First of all, don't bring a child, don't bring a baby to an infant so, to a sporting event. So it's a big debate. 
as to whether, because they charged the guy to hit the baby with the beer. But a lot of people are like, hey, lady, you shouldn't be bringing a baby to a playoff Amen. game. Amen. When people are throwing magnets on the field the game before. Correct. It's called like day- it was a hostile it's series. It's called daycare. Don't bring a kid to the dome. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. <laughs> Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game time decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. Let's try to heavy the music up a little bit uh, here moving forward here, Florio. Florio's back from vacation. Florio just got back and you're already saying too light. Too light. Too light. Let's heavy it up. You ever heard of Pantera? <laughs> Let's play some Pantera on the way out. I don't right. know who that is. Um, they they party. You, you don't know who Pantera. Oh, no, really? They partied with the. Didn't they party with the Stanley Cup when Dallas, Dallas won? Yeah, they were in the pool partying with the Dallas Stars. <laughs> they were going wild. You talking to me? Walk. <laughs> Dallas Stars play the best. Oh yeah, because the guy in charge of the sound system. Yeah, he's a huge Pantera fan. It's metal all the time. You know, a lot of NHL arenas are metal. Yeah. Actually, Pittsburgh's metal. Uh, Tampa Bay's metal. Who's got the softest, worst tunes? Montreal. They got bad songs. Like they always, like, it's kind of like old school traditions, but their songs stink. Toronto's but, uh, pretty bad too. Montreal has um, Montreal has like sort of disco, sort of yeah. FM rave music. Toronto's boom, brutal. Boom, boom, boom. Sort of. Toronto's just kind of like yeah, traditional weak. cheese. Yeah, it's cheese. All right, so the NHL playoffs are upon us. Let's bring in George Kurtz, the one and only man at Roto Experts that watches hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. There's a no, that's George good. Kurtz. That's awesome. What's up, George? Well, if I'm not the one and only, who, who's number two? Pete Contadori, the producer? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mike, Mike, Mike Cardano loves I'm sure he's real happy. Yeah, he's got a hockey, a hockey block? Damn it. Yeah, a whole segment? Oh. <laughs> Got an email from Mike once. You know, I'm not going to yeah. tell you guys what to talk about, but, but less hockey. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you guys talked a little hockey. It's like, George, we did one hockey segment in four months. And yeah, we it, was about about Vegas. It. <laughs> it was about Vegas' record, too, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But nevertheless, the playoffs are here, all kidding aside. Let me just blast through the series prices here. Courtesy of uh, the Westgate in Las Vegas at Nevada. Winnipeg Jets, minus 240 uh, to beat the Minnesota Wild. Pittsburgh Penguins, minus 250 to take on the beat the Philadelphia Flyers. The series that I'm most intrigued by, actually, is the Kings and the Golden Knights. Golden Knights, minus 135 series uh, favorites. Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 340. Devils, plus 270. Boston Bruins, minus 150. Toronto Maple Leafs, pay plus 130. Washington Capitals are minus 130 favorites against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, Cam uh, likes the Jackets. <laughs> Avalanche, the biggest underdogs, plus 425. The Preds, minus 600. Ducks minus 125, Sharks plus 105. All right, so we got that out of the way. I just want to say, George, 
I do believe that the Stanley Cup playoffs are the coolest playoffs. Yep. I do believe that it is the toughest championship trophy to win in professional sports. And I also believe that the current playoff format, um, if you gave if you gave some crayons and um, uh, you gave some crayons <laughs> and a placemat to a four-year-old girl at Chuck E. Cheese, even she would say, but, Daddy, we can't have the best teams playing each other in the second round. <laughs> but nevertheless, everything else besides the stupid format, George, of the NHL playoffs is great, but they really got to fix this, dude, moving forward. Like, you can't look at, like, the Leafs. The Leafs and the Bruins are the second and third team in a conference, I and know. they're playing each other in the first exactly. round. You can't have this, George. You'll get no argument from me. I agree. I've said this many times. The NHL is cheap. The reason they do this is because they're hoping in the second round, well, we'll save on the airfare and stuff like that. <laughs> it's what it is because this way we are, those teams are generally they're in the same division. They're closer to each other. That's what yep. it's idiotic. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't feel bad for Boston. You choke last night against Carolina against Florida. A game that meant nothing to them and that cost you. Did anybody want to win this division? Because Tampa Bay did the same thing Saturday. They can't beat Carolina. Boston can't beat Florida. Neither team deserved to win that division. Both of them deserve to lose to Toronto. Good point, George. I took my Patrick Reed money, so I'm like, hey, there's no way the Bruins can't win a regulation against Florida and threw it all in there. I was just like, oh, my God. That was an absolute disaster last night, and uh, I, I, I didn't even know what to say. But when you're, look, when you're looking at these games, though, but to your guys' point, look at they must be loving it in the NHL if they're cheap, cheap, cheap. You got Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, same state. Caps, Blue Jackets, that's close. Boston, Toronto. Jets and Wild, they're right beside each other. All neighbors. Vegas, L.A., Ducks and Sharks. George. These guys should be taking trains and buses, not even flying. The only series is a little bit but away. They think, Tampa they Bay and the think Devils. it's great, and it is cool because they think, yeah. oh, this is awesome. The the Flyers and the Penguins hate each other, they and do. they're going to play each other in the playoffs. Yes, it's, it's not in the first good, round. But it let it happen naturally. Exactly. Yeah. You're forcing it, and now you just force. It gives a free path to inferior teams to get further in the playoffs. Yeah. It's just, you know, what's the point of playing a regular season and keeping standings if it's actually an advantage to be a lower seed? I agree. I, mean, listen, I, yes. I have no problem with the first two the first two seeds being the division winners. After that, it should go by best record, three to eight. No more of this crap where you know the top three teams. And it's a joke. But the NHL always makes mistakes like this. I hate the eight. I hate the divisional format. So there are eight teams in each division, which they're going to keep if, when they add Seattle in. The NHL always makes you know listen, they're asinine. Yeah. What do you want me to tell you? It is what it is. So let's jump in and talk about the actual series is here. Let's start off with this Las Vegas, uh, Los Angeles series. Guys, I'm of the belief, and I haven't been a Vegas doubter. I, I bet on them a lot this yep. year. But I'm of the belief that they're more built for the regular season, that the, there's not going to be as much open space. They don't play a lot of dump and chase and cycle. They actually make plays, and it's entertaining. But it's, it's really hard to make plays in a playoff. Everybody plays a trap. Everybody puts a wall up. It's much more physical. And I think even if Las Vegas survives against the L.A. Kings, and I'm not so sure they will, uh, even if they get past the Kings, I've got them losing to the winner of the Sharks or the Ducks because either one of those teams will just grind them. I think Vegas' little Cinderella um, expansion story is about to implode, George. What's your take on the Kings in the night series? I think this is going to be an interesting. Vegas has had a great regular season. I mean, Gerard Gallant, George McPhee, they deserve all the credit they're going to get and all the awards they're going to get as far as Coach of the Year, GM of the Year, and all that. But this team is beat up. Perron's day-to-day. -day. Riley Smith hasn't played in about a month. Uh, and they have other injuries to worry about. 
the Kings are going to play the same series they always play. They're going, they're going, to, they're going to assume it's a seven-game series and try and beat the crap out of you. This way, the longer the series goes, you know, you're beat up. You're sore. You're not playing the same way. The Kings have done this over and over again. Jonathan Quick, Jeff Carter, Kopitar, Brown, they've been there forever. This is, this is how they'll play. I'm My curious point, Drew how Vegas will take that. Drew Doughty, the best defenseman yep. there. Uh, yeah. I, I think it. I this think is Jonathan Quick. What? The Vegas, Jonathan Vegas Quick has Vegas. Vegas might be quick, but this is the problem. The LA Kings are big, big power forwards and bruisers like everywhere. Like they might just beat, as you said, George, beat the living crap out of these guys. Playoff hockey's different, and you know what? That speed, it's going to be neutralized. They're going to be low-scoring games in that I series. I agree. Total, total Three, is five two. and a half there. Yeah. Yeah. I got Kings and seven. Kings, Kings and seven. seven. I, I like where you're going, George. I can't disagree. And, you know, listen, Batman gets what he wants. I mean, what a success story this year yep. with the Vegas Golden Knights. And then parlayed into the fact that they wanted to have natural rivalries with the Los Angeles area. And then, boom, they get it right out of the gate. And then potentially a, a Sharks and Ducks. What do you think of that series, Cam? Sharks and Ducks. I kind of went with the Ducks, but seven-game war. Yeah, it, it, but the line's telling Every you. Every game's going to be a one-goal game. This is almost a pick em, George. I don't even know where to go with this. I have a lean to the Ducks. I think they're more explosive, a little bit younger on offense. But sometimes you worry about Gibson's finest between the pipes. This is a very, very tough series. Yeah, I'm going to assume Gibson's okay. You know, he missed the past couple of games. Ryan Miller has played, but I think they've held him out. Yep. Uh, these two teams are going to beat the snot out of each other. This is what they – once again, Kings, Sharks, Ducks, they all play the same game. They're heavy teams. They're going to beat each other up, and it's almost a yep. survival of the fittest. You know, I wonder when Joe Thornton returns. Probably not returning game one. I don't know about game two. Maybe he gets back for game three. Now, that could be an X factor because he won't be as beat up as these other guys, so maybe fresh legs helps there. I got. I'm gonna go with the Sharks here. Also, seven games here. But to me, this is a pick 'em coin flip. I can see it going either way. The reason I go Sharks is because Cam Fowler's out for Anaheim. I think that's a huge loss on defense, and I'm not so sure about Gibson and Net how fully healthy he actually is. Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins, an interesting uh, series. Uh, remember uh, years ago, the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs had him on the rope. Oh, the four, four to one lead. They were up four to one with eight yeah. minutes left in I, game seven. I had my story done. Everyone left Marancy Maple Leaf Square. I was interviewing horses at the end of there. I know story. <laughs> a damn joke. Cops on horses. Everyone's gone. Oh, I went for, oh, George, it went from everyone getting laid and like partying in the city to like death. It was the worst. <laughs> so that, that's that's going to be brought up. Yeah, the Leafs were on the verge of a major upset. Four one. They were what up in joke. game seven and they fell apart in the last seven, eight minutes. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are plus 130. Cam, you watch your Leaf fan, so I'll start with you. What uh, What's your take on this series? I'm scared of Boston a little bit. I know they uh, they had a big flurry in the third period going, oh, my God, Florida's going to beat us. Um, I, I'm, God, I really want to take Toronto as a dog, but I'm very, very scared. Toronto beat them in the regular series, but uh, I think Austin Matthews can take things over. But Boston's got some guys who have been there, done that, but they are a little bit banged up, George. I kind of lean Toronto in this series, maybe a revenge factor, but uh, maybe that's my heart talking. What do you think? I think this comes down to Rick Nash. Boston's going to need two scoring lines because in the playoffs, it's playoffs are different. I know Pasternak, Bergeron, Marshawn, that's a great line. Maybe yep. the best line in hockey. But in the playoffs, you're concentrating on that line. They'll game plan. Teams don't game plan during the regular season. Let's go out and play these guys. And during the playoffs, they will game plan to stop that line and force Rick Nash, maybe back as crazy, force somebody else to beat them. At least that's how I approach it here. I think Toronto has a good shot here. I think they've been, they're well rested. They've had nothing to play for for a month. They've always known they're going to finish third in the division. Great division. Boston, I think, might, I wonder if the air is out of the balloon a little bit. Like I said, you choked. 
any way you look at it, you choked last night in not beating the Florida Panthers to get that number one seed and go play the Devils. So uh, with Rick Nash not knowing about him with a concussion, no one's going to know till game time. I'm going to go Toronto as well here. I, I seem to go game seven crazy. Let's go Toronto in seven. James Reimer revenge. Yeah, ye, ye of little faith, Cam Stewart, man. Give, give me the maple buds. Yeah, yeah you take them. Give me the maple buds. In six? Seven? <laughs> six. Six, you're feeling it. Nice. Yeah, well, knock them out uh, on, on home ice. Knock them out on home ice. Uh, plus, plus 130 with the Maple Leafs uh, in that series. So you mentioned the New Jersey Devils. They get the Lightning. They beat them every game this year, but they playoffs did. are a different story. Like, the Devils own the Lightning this year. It's crazy. And, that, and see the series price? Plus 270. It's, oh, my God. Lightning are minus 340. I don't know, man. I, I really, I, I, and you know, in the NHL, crazy things happen with big dogs. The Lightning should Tampa's get it done. Tampa's gonna beat them. I don't know. I want to take the Devils. Tampa's gonna beat them. We'll see, <laughs> Tampa's probably going to the Cup. What do you think, George? Uh, I don't. I don't know if to, listen. Vasilevsky saying he's tired. That always worried me because when a, you never hear a player admit that, and he admitted this what a month ago, six weeks ago, that he's tired. Yeah, he's been bad. He's been. I bad. don't recall. I don't recall a lot of Russian goalies winning Stanley Cups. No, a lot of them fail miserably in the playoffs. I'm just saying. Remember the old Flyers goalies? You know who did? I think the only Russian dude off the top of my head that's won a Stanley Cup as a starter? Javi Bulin. Javi Bulin with Tampa Bay. Javi Bulin, yeah, he he did. Uh, I'm worried about that. You have to worry about Stamkos as well, even though apparently he's going to be healthy for the playoffs. But healthy for the playoffs and, you know, being able to play your 20 minutes a game and being able to play at your full strength, that concerns me so much. But that's why I thought it was so important for Tim Bay. you're beating them. Yeah, they are. They're gonna... that's, that's why I thought it was important for them to play the Devils and not to Toronto. Because I think if Tim would have played Toronto, I'd be going Toronto. I think Tampa was. I think Tampa. I think Tampa is a dying team, but I think they got a great draw on the Devils here. Devils, I think, are playing with house money all season long. I think they've sold their soul here just to make the playoffs. They're another one-line team. You shut down. They're a one-player team. You shut down Hall. You shut down the Devils. Kincaid turns back into a pumpkin. I'll give them six, but uh, my heart <laughs> says Tampa in five. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, five or six. Talking about goalies there, uh, George, what about the, the capital situation where uh, Grubauer started to get more starts and Holtby down the stretch? They're playing the Blue Jackets. I think the Blue Jackets, for a huge dog, have a nice path. They're plus 110 in this series. What do we know about Washington? Playoff chokers. These guys can't seem to this get This is their done. year. This is their year. Yes. Really, Morency? I'm on board. Oh, the God. No, I'm betting the Blue Jackets in the series. I'll take the 10 cents. What do you think, George? Uh, I mean, the Grubauer-Hopi situation is interesting. Grubauer has outplayed Hopi now for about two, two and a half months. Yep. But if you're the coach, I mean, say that if you got, if any of us were the coach, Hopi has won you game sevens. He's won you series. He's brought you to as far as you can go. Against, they always lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think I have to start Hopi there and see what happens. I'll go with the veteran, then go to the uh, the younger net miner if I have to. I think Columbus, I can't believe Columbus is that big a dog here. That's a really good team in the Blue Jackets. Uh, they're gonna. I don't think they're going to go down easy. I don't think Washington's as good a team as they used to be, you know, I'm I'm going for the upset here. I think Columbus is going to win as well in seven games. You want a live yeah. dog. I think uh, the Philadelphia Flyers at plus 200 in this series. It's, uh, what is it, the Keystone State battle here. Yep. Um, they don't like each other. I think the Flyers match up pretty well with them. This is probably going to be the series with the most... The sharks, the sharks, and the ducks will be physical because, like you said, George, you know they're just big dudes. But it's a different, different type of hatred. 
I think this Philadelphia Pittsburgh. What are the Flyers? This will be like the most the Pittsburgh power plays. This will be the like, most penalty minutes, yeah. fights, chaos, right. just sort of. They hate each other. Yeah, this is going to be old school NHL insanity. And every time these two teams play each other in the playoffs, lots of goals, dude. Yeah, it's always over the number in the first period. Man, the totals five and a half, six, and it's three three after the first period. What what do you make of this one? Do you think the Flyers can knock the Penguins off? I think they can. I don't. Flyers, I just don't see it. Because you look at the weaknesses of each team, they're pretty much the same. Defense and goaltending. The problem is with Philadelphia, it's worse. Their defense is worse than Pittsburgh. They're both <laughs> True, yeah. below average. And the goal, you're going to just Brian Elliott? I mean, he's played okay since he came back. He's only been back a couple of games. He's better than what they had. I mean, pretty much they had trash cans in net. Newverth, Mrazek, Lyon, anybody else they could find. Uh, I mean, Elliott's better, but he's not great. If Murray stays healthy, I, I think this is Pittsburgh series. But you're, it's going to be all-time hockey. It'll be fun. If you want a series to watch and enjoy, if you're not a fan of either team, this is the one because there's going to be fights. There's going to be a lot of trash talking. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of group hugs are going to happen here. You know, say a lot of how you, how you doing, you know. And then if this was, seven, if this was a 70 series, There'd be gloves flying all over the place, the sticks going, because there'd be a lot of fights. George is right. The Flyers got a lot of trash cans in that game. Like a lot. The Minnesota Wild are plus 190 Ooh. against the Winnipeg Jets. You know the Jets have never won a playoff game. Yeah, they got swept by Anaheim, but the Jets are a hell of a or lot better this modern, year. In their modern era. Yeah. They won play, they Jets. Won, they've won two playoff series in franchise history, history. in the NHL. Yeah. A Listen, lot of pressure. Minnesota was healthy, you might have a series here, but th- th- no Gary Suda. You know, Ryan Suter, that's Gary's his father. Sorry about that. Yeah. Suter's out. Spurgeon is banged up. It looks like he's going to play. But we once again, there's no way you could tell me he's 100%. It just happens to be a coincidence. He's okay for game one. Bullshit. Uh, he's not. And, you know, outside of Eric Stahl, who are you afraid of on offense? Zach Parise. Nobody. Uh, a shell of his former self, right? I mean, okay, Jason Zucker's had a nice season. Grandland, okay. But Winnipeg goes three lines deep. That's going to be impressive here. I do think Winnipeg is going to run into some problems because maybe eh, they, they're not used to the playoff hunt here. If Minnesota was ba- if Minnesota was healthy, I'd say Winnipeg in seven. They're not healthy. Winnipeg in six. Got me, got me fired up for the yeah, Jets. Me too. No, I'm, they got Hellebuck playing better. You saw, you talk about Connor. Like the thing about the Jets is they have secondary scoring other than Lane. Like these guys are dangerous, dangerous. Buffalo on the defense too. Myers, I'm all I'm all in with the Jets. <laughs> Thanks, George. Uh, anytime, guys. My pleasure. Great stuff. From I like George. George. Fired up. Fired up. NHL playoffs start on Wednesday. NBA playoffs start Saturday. You're going to be there. Maybe. Hopefully. Depending on the time. TB2. Uh, TBD. Ready, eat, rage. Game time decisions continues. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Tony Cicada will join us a little bit later on. We'll talk some DFS. Mercifully, the National Basketball 
regular season is uh, winding down. Tricky night tonight uh, for betting purposes, man. Sure is. Who, what teams are going to show up? Who's going to tank? Listen, what do we know? The Miami Heat are getting points on their home court, which is pretty tempting. But I don't know if they want to win. They might be tanking to, to fall down and not want to finish at six. I think I agree with you on that, there. But I don't know if teams... I don't know, man. Like, if you're a team, if you want to start doing that. Like, Eric Spolster is not going to tell them, don't, don't win. So all they could really do is manage the playing time differently, right? And a lot of teams talk a big game about not doing it, but they just go out and do it anyway. That's the thing. Like, we don't know what to believe, Gabe. You know that. Year after year, like, even in the hockey yeah, down no the stretch. Player, no right? player is going to miss a shot on purpose. No, it's not I, like, know, you know, I, know, I know that. I know. I'm just saying the effort like, level. It's not like you want to lose. And teams, oftentimes teams that start handpicking opponents and stuff yeah. lose. Yeah, it's a good point. They lose after. Yeah, I know. They get cold. They lose on purpose. And... It's a tricky, I don't know. To be honest with you, you're better off not betting on these games. I hate to say it. You know, as a degenerate gambler. That's, um, that's, I, have a feel, I have a feeling there's going to be some games on your card. I don't have a choice. People want picks. Yeah, picks, 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 more picks. More picks. People, picks, people picks, 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 picks. All right, I want to get something more serious uh, for a second here. Obviously, no matter where you are, uh, you probably heard about the, uh, the bus crash of the Humboldt Broncos, Saskatchewan junior hockey team. Uh, unfortunately, uh, 15, 15 people died out of the 29 passengers on the bus. And, um, yeah, it just it sucks. You know? It's horrible. And, you know, they, they were ranged from, like, 17 years old, 17. Most of the players were 17 to 19. 15, yeah. Um, you know, the coach died, though. The radio announcer died. A wannabe radio announcer. Kid was yep. going to school and was the assistant, 21 years old, 20 years old. It's a real, it's a real tragic, uh, tragic story. And... The outshowing of support and um, and uh, contributions from people around the world is unbelievable. Over four million dollars raised on a GoFundMe page in a matter of like forty-eight hours, which is unbelievable. Uh, but on Twitter, there's pictures of the three kids, and they all dyed their hair blonde for the playoffs. So you've seen the pictures of a kid of the kids in the hospital, and you've probably seen the pictures online. One of the kids, um, Ryan Strashanitsky. Uh, Don Cherry went and visited him in a hospital. Yep. Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, uh, visited him in a hospital. And, um, man, this story just keeps getting worse as, as the days go on. As a humble Broncos player, Ryan Straczynski had a seven-hour back surgery but was told uh, he's paralyzed from the chest down, will never walk again. He looked at his mother after this. Can you imagine, like, that's why, like, you know, when people cry about losing yeah, a bet. Exactly. Oh, I lost by half a point. Man, my life sucks. Yeah. It's like, really? Your life sucks? <laughs> this kid looked at his mother when he was told. His mother told him, listen, you're you're paralyzed, unfortunately. You're never going to walk again. He looked at his mother, and he goes, well, I guess I'll be on the Olympics sledge hockey team. That's unbelievable. That's the true heart of a champion. I agree 100%, man. You're never gonna you're never going to see anything. Like, honestly, Marenzi, like, I don't even know. Like, when I hear something like that, like, I'm actually embarrassed for the things that I'm getting mad at in life because that kid is going to be paralyzed. He's remember, already talking about it. You've got to remember these things in difficult moments. Exactly. Whenever you think, wow, this is tough, just think, well, you know, this, this is an 18-year-old kid. 18-year-old kid. Like, uh, this kid could be on my team any day of the week. Agreed. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know what, what can you say about that spirit? Like, immediately just saying, well, I guess I'll play Olymp hockey, Olympic. No. I'll be on the Olympic sledge hockey team. It's a devastating story, and 
And on a more, and we'll, Tony Sakai is going to join us in a second, but on another sad note, too, about this story, the corner mixed up two kids. So one, one family was told, Cam, this weekend that their son died. And another family was told that your son was taken on a helicopter to another hospital and he's alive. Yeah. They mixed up oh the. Oh, my God. So one family today was told, your son's alive. He's fine. He's in the hospital. He, he made it out. He's in the hospital. And another family was told, after being told, told your, that fa- your son's son, going to be okay, that their that, son's dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's brutal. Yeah, man. Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. If this, that, like, it's a miracle for one family, but this other family. Like, it's just tragic. the whole thing. The whole, thing, the whole thing's tragic. And it's even harder getting pissed at the corner and stuff. It's a small town. They're exactly. not used to this. Exactly. It's chaos, man. It like, is. And I hate to say it, but it was hard to identify some of these people. Like, did you see the bus? The bus was gone. Oh, I know. Like, there's not. Right? Not so there. they're, you know, they're doing the best that they can in this small town with this, right? It's, man, but can you imagine, though, the grief? It's already horrible. But then on top of it, like, it's a miracle for one family. You're yeah. getting your kid back. But the other family, like, just the confusion and terrible. Just a ter- terrible story. Our thoughts and prayers. Yep. So on a lighter note, let's bring in uh, Tony Sincata. Great segue for Tony. Uh, right now, I'll tell let's you just what. jump in. Let's just jump jump right in, uh, Tony, and start talking about big breasts or something. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, though, the real that thing was was horrible. I mean, I I seen someone compare it like the that's uh, you can see how the coroner made a mistake. They compared it to like a military strike on the bus for what it what it looked like when they got there. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. The, the bus was gone. Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. You can't turn it mad. Like they're trying to identify people, but there's nothing there. It's pretty tough. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tough situation. They don't really know. And in the chaos as well, you don't know which kid was put on a you know on a, on a helicopter, what ambulance to wear, and it's a chaotic situation when it happens. But man, yeah, true tragedy and. People are bringing up um, people are bringing up Marshall Tony. Remember Marshall? Yeah. It's very very yeah. similar situation, you know, which the team was gone. Yeah, That's it's crazy. It's crazy. They're going to continue on. You know, they're going to continue on. They said they said the, the players. They said, man, the team's not stopping. Nope. Like we're going to have. We're, there's going to be a team next year. Imagine that. Think about it. At all the times that we just take for granted, all these teams that fly that we've never had this happen in professional sports yet. Well, the thing well, that's is, the thing about the bus. Yeah. And, and Tony, these places like in Saskatchewan in the winter, like crazy, like flat snow. I, I got to be honest with you, Marenzi. Like, I'm surprised the way these or you, junior, junior kids travel. Exactly. And I've been, it's I know like some minor people league baseball teams, yes, Tony, minor on the bus. Base, yes, exactly. Marenzi, yeah. Constantly exactly. on the bus, on a bus. And in Canada, it's worse with the, the weather. The 401, the highway, it's deadly. It's like the number one fear of all the parents and all the kids and everything is getting smoked on the bus. Exactly. That That's the big thing. You know, like Every time somebody gets on the, on these roads, it's like, man. And they're long trips, too, at night. Yeah. yeah it's, in tough uh, conditions. And that's why it's hit so close to home. So many people have taken these bus trips, even when I was a kid. You know, road trips yep. with the hockey team and stuff. Every player in the NHL, with the exception of, like, the European ones, et cetera, play junior hockey, took these bus trips. Like, Sidney Crosby's a big superstar, but he's on the back of a bus on a dark yep. road in the middle of the night. Black ice, snow. Bad conditions, 
You know, this is, yeah, it's, 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 uh, you know, life is precious, man. We got to appreciate uh, what we got, Tony. And it's what we always tell people when they're bitching about, like, oh, I lost this and I lost that. I lost by half a point. It's like, hey, things could be a lot worse, dude. <laughs> right? Remember that. I'm going to tell you that next time Andy Dalton has a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton has nothing but good days. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, don't, so don't bring I Andy got, Dalton into this. I got, oh. I got a betting story for you guys. Uh, Saturday night, I, uh, you know, I went out and I bet on the MMA fights, and uh, yeah. I bet three of them, right? And I was like, you know, I'm going to go watch the fights. I'm going to bet three of them, and I have a good night. Well, I hit the uh, the bet button three times, and I bet my whole account on the damn thing. And um, <laughs> that wasn't my intentions. And um, I won all three bets. And it was Amazing. crazy because one of them is I went over on the Habib fight, thinking this kid's just going to do whatever he can to hang in there. It's going to be like Rocky. And uh, the kid, the kid hung in there. Uh, from Long Island, it took a beating, but I it thought it was money over. Too. Yeah, plus one forty. I got on it, plus one forty. So I was like, "Damn!" And then I bet. Uh, I'll tell you what. I bet the women's championship fight, and I bet the champion because I saw the other fight that they fought, and she killed her. I didn't know when that went to the scorecard. I wasn't sure I was going to win that fight, and that was a little crazy. But she ended up winning that fight. Yeah, the judging, the judging in the state of New York is uh, is as crazy as Conor McGregor was in yep. the state of New York. <laughs> yeah, they went through all this trouble to get the sport sanctioned in the state of New York, and it's just always been a shit show every time there's been a card there with the judging and the officiating. Um, Rose won the fight; she won three of the five rounds. You know, but the thing is, the judges had it as an unanimous decision. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, we had a nice night too. We went five and three on the card, uh, but. I was frustrated I didn't take the over of the Habib fight as well. He sort of morphed into George St. Pierre in which he dominates you, he takes you down, but then he doesn't finish. Just mauls you for a while. Yeah, yeah he crazy. tosses you around, right? But he doesn't, a he doesn't go for the Because a couple times he kill. had it over. Yeah. He had, him, he had him by the neck a couple times early in that fight where I said, oh, there's no way. And my guy kept hanging in there. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and that's why he's frustrating from a DFS standpoint, right? You're not going to oh, yeah. get that finish. Um, it was a wild weekend, of course, with Conor McGregor and all that stuff. And, you know, the UFC pretty much put their cards on the table and how they feel about things. They didn't pay the fighters a win bonus, uh, that got injured in the van attack. And then they actually used the van attack and promotional, uh, promotional material on their official website and Facebook page. So, you know, Dana yeah. White one day says it's the worst day in the history of the UFC yeah. and it's embarrassing and disgusting. And then the next day. Well, they'll use it to make money. Yeah. You know, so I don't think these fighters really have any other choice but to sue. But they won't. They'll get taken advantage of because, I don't know, they're dumb fighters. I hate to put it that way, but it's sort of like football players. They always pitch, you know, football players should have this and that. It's like Kyle Turley told me. He goes, the NFL PA puts up more of a fight to pay players, pass players for concussions than the NFL does. The NFL is like, yeah, whatever, man. Here's $800 million. Go away. Leave us alone. Stop talking about it. And the NFL PA has the same mentality. Why should I pay for a player from 20 years ago? It's not my problem that this guy's broke. And then they always say, yeah, but you're going to be in this boat in 20 years. Exactly. You don't get it. And they don't want to listen. So screw them, Tony. You know what I mean? You screw know what's so, so stupid about this, though? Is that those fighters that were injured and that were off the card before this fight on Saturday night, 
they're going to make more money suing Conor McGregor than they will in the lifetime of their fights because people don't know how small these purses are in these UFC. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, Tony. Because if you sue, because you're going to say, all right, you're in the UFC. I'd sue the UFC as well. The UFC, it's, it was a UFC. It's like it's called Salino Bars. It's a work injury. It is. You're, where the hell is UFC In the security? Barclays Center. They you got, got walked right in. You got attacked by the biggest star in the UFC on a UFC property. Correct. You could also sue the Barclays Center as well for allowing it to happen. Yes. And then absolutely. you say to yourself, you say to yourself, well, why? You do this, and then you're going to piss the UFC off. Who cares? They're paying yeah. you $16,000 a night to yep. fight. Like you I said, Tony, telling... you're better off never fighting yeah. for him again and tagging Connor yeah. for $1.8 million. People <laughs> don't realize People don't realize what's going on here. There are fighters that fought Saturday night in the pre- in the prelims that got $2,500. There are people that are top-notch fighters that get forty grand After expenses, after they pay their trainers and their, their training fees, they pocketed six grand. Six grand? What the hell are you going to do? You can't fight more than three or four times a year. What are you going to do with $6,000? I've said it before. I've said it before. I think NFL cheerleaders make more money. Like, hookers make more money than UFC fighters. Like, oh, absolutely, just, that weekend. Yeah. It, that's disgusting. Yeah. That, yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, you said it. Great, great point. By no, you guys. They, so they, now you got to go to the lawsuit and go, it's, I'm all in. Like, you're all in. They're not going yeah, they, to help they, you they, out. They won't be. They won't be. It's the same thing as like in the industry. Mark you sue Hunt a radio, is, you yeah. sue a radio or TV station. Oh yeah, station. yeah they, they just yeah, you're done. So yeah, you sue Conor McGregor, they'll just never give you a fight, and you get you get hung out. So you almost have to decide. But like you said, Tony, if you're at the end of your career or something like that, screw it. Yeah. And, oh you know, yeah, the, even if you're not, is, because you're never gonna make two million dollars unless you're a Conor McGregor or a Brock Lesnar, or Ronda Rousey. Those are the, they've had less than ten fighters, uh, ten different fights where somebody got a million dollar purse in the UFC. You know how much money they've made? Ten less. Than a million, only ten people have gotten a million well, dollar purse. That's a you joke. know, I was insult. You know, was insulting about it because, like you said, if people don't realize this, so let's say a guy like Michael Chiesa, Michael Chiesa is yep. getting like uh, you know forty eight thousand dollars for a fight. Um, he gets forty eight thousand dollars if he wins. On top of it, yeah. So that's what makes it kind of worth it. All right, if I win, I'll get you know I'm going to make like a hundred k in this night. He never got the chance to get to to fight to exactly. win the fight bonus. So they only paid him his original salary for what he was going to get to show up, not the bonus if he would have won. He was attacked at the UFC by their UFC superstar that Dana White pretty much enabled to become the psycho that Conor has become. You figure, Tony, that a company that just sold for $4.2 billion (laughs) to not get sued would say, all right, listen, Mike, I know this really sucked. Here's 200k. Here's 250k. Yeah. Take take a couple yeah. of weeks off here. We're gonna get you on another card. We're gonna pay you well for the next fight. Don't sue us and everything. Chill out. But here's two hundred thousand dollars. Instead, they paid him. And then they were asked. Dana White was all. He said, "Oh, we paid everybody. It's all cool." Somebody said, "Did you pay them the win bonus as well?" And his exact words were, "We're not rich enough for that." Oh my God. We're not rich enough. Ray Borg, who got glass in his eye, was only making $16,000 to fight. Yeah. So you couldn't afford yeah. to give him $16,000. Dana White plays blackjack at hotels in yeah. Vegas at, for like $200,000 a hand. It, he's famous for like going in with like $2 million and sitting down at the table. I saw Dana White spend like $300,000 on swords on Pawn Star. Oh, yeah, that's day. right. 
And he actually can legitimately look these guys in the eye and say, we're not rich enough to pay you an extra $60,000, Tony. That's to me when I'm like, all right, I don't have a choice but to sue you all because you didn't show good faith here. That's the way I look at it. Uh, absolutely. And one other thing about that fight, I saw a guy that's the next great thing. Uh, Zabit Mohamed oh, Shapiro. Yeah. Oh, my God. This guy's a stud. <laughs> the Russian he looks like he looks like he should work at Home Depot, body-wise, but I've never seen a more technically sound guy. <laughs> He's a tall, skinny guy. Work at Home yeah. Depot, body-wise. Yeah, how about the guy he fought, though? Really took a beating, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. he That was a great – I mean, that was an amazing fight. That's your, the thing. Your boy, Obam Mercier, got it done for you, too. But that was the strangest thing, Obam Mercier. Yeah. Evan Dunham is a tough-ass son of he a is. who's taken oh. way worse beatings. It's That's the, the beauty, though. It was right in the liver. It was a surprise yeah. knee, and it got him right in the liver. Right in the shots, they affect you differently. Yeah, it was in like internally, right? Yeah. Internal pain. Internal pain. Tony Cicada with us. Yeah. I want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Ray Lewis says that uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s life is chaotic because uh, he, he doesn't have God in his life. I don't know. I don't recall Odell smashing a champagne bottle and killing somebody. (laughs) Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyrotor.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. I'm Gabriel Marenzi. Don't forget to check out Fantasy Factor. Single contest entries only. Fantasy Factor. Great DFS site for the recreational player. Ton of free contests. All right, so when we, we, when we went out of the, uh, the last uh, segment, I brought up uh, Odell Beckham. Of course, a lot of trade rumors about Odell Beckham uh, over the past uh, couple of weeks. And uh, Ray Lewis, of all people, has stepped up and said that... Uh, Odell's life is chaotic uh, because he doesn't have a sense of God uh, in it. And uh, I think even God uh, right now is telling Ray Lewis to shut up. Like, at what point, Ray? Exactly. You're lucky you're not in jail, bro. Like, you're not, you know, what are you, America's preacher now? Well, honestly. Ray, Ray Lewis, the new Al Sharpton? That's exactly what he wants to be. He wants to be Al Shopton. And I'm not going to kill him for it because I'm not making a lot of money doing this, and I'm really trying to get into Joel Osteen's area. So I'm trying to get you know get into that way because people keep sending Joel Osteen check after check, and he doesn't do shit for anybody except his wife. And um, so it's a good life. So I'm not killing Ray Lewis for I've about s- it. I've seen, I've seen Joel Osteen live. Have you really? <laughs> Was he yeah. fantastic? Was it good or what? What was it like? I thought he kind of mailed it in. He mailed it in. <laughs> he mailed it in. Oh. 
Tony Sicardo will never be mailing it in. <laughs> never, never, so, never. So what are you saying, Tony? You're 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 considering getting into the mega church uh, pastor? Oh, absolutely. I'm priming myself for it, man. That's going to be my parachute right there. I'm going to get one of these churches down here in Florida, and we're going to build that thing up every Sunday morning. I am going to give a sermon like you've never heard before. I'm going to tell men with small penises, your God gave you a small penis, but you were there to overcome. You were there to show that men, that you can have a small penis because women's vaginas are small and they like to keep it tight and you are the wear of God and you are the choice of the women of the world. What is it, the Church of Hustler? I don't know. <laughs> Sex advice and taming snakes with Tony. Larry, Larry, yeah. Flint, Larry Flint is... I'm picking up with Larry, Jimmy Swaggin left off. Jimmy Swaggin. Larry Flint, like the, uh, is he like the, the Messiah? Can you imagine that? Larry Flint's got a few dollars, too. We can all chip in. $40 million well, a year know, for Joel Olstein. Yeah, considering that those like Westboro people exist, I guess there's room for everybody in this world, right? No, there is. There is. It's insane, right? And people send these people money. How much does Joyce Mayer make? Yeah, that other, you know, the the lady who's like at the top of the chain, the food chain. Joyce she, Mayer? Yeah, she makes a lot, I think. My she's she's on a lot. She's probably making about, my guess is, 20? 10, 15 million yeah, a year. She's doing quite well. She's on a lot. Like, it's just as much as Olstein. They're on a, they're on a loop. I actually yeah. like Joel Osteen, but how he failed like it him? in live. <laughs> but you're right; it wasn't a good look for him when the the streets of Houston were yeah. flooded. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. The streets of Houston are flooded, and here's the problem I have: I have a problem. Yeah, like, they, they had like mosques in every church. Yeah. Was like, hey, everyone, yeah. you know, takes take refuge. He had his yeah. place like guarded up with security. <laughs> so here's the problem I have. That I have a problem with my preacher making $40 million a year. And secondly, I have a problem with him living in Texas and needing eight fireplaces and five pools in his house. And yet we have homeless people all over the place. So don't tell me about how Joe Olstein's helping people. The only people he's helping there. And your girl, Joyce, she's trying to do it a little undercover. She makes nine hundred grand a year, and her husband's on the payroll, too. He's making four fifty uh, a year, but uh, they're getting watched by the IRS now. Nice, Tony. Good, good investigative report there. All right, let's check in. Uh, <laughs> let's check in on we some of the clergy words. update every Friday or something. <laughs> clergy oh, up crap. You know how much money Billy Graham made a year? Billy Graham. Uh, let's take a guess. I'm thinking a smooth forty forty five million. Twenty five million a year. He uh, made Billy Graham. He just passed away. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, 25 mil. If he only has one pool, if I'm looking at he up made now, 25 million, 25 million in 2018 alone. Wow. Um, Creflo Dollar. Oh yeah, Creflo Dollar. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he raked in 27 million. Creflo Dollar's got skills though. Creflo Dollar. When I see Creflo Dollar, he, he makes the same amount uh, of money as Kevin Durant. No offense. No offense. You talking about Joel Osteen? Creflo Dollar. Oh. This guy gives you a performance though. That's the difference. Uh, you know what? He, I'm okay with Billy Graham. Billy Graham lives in a house built in 1927. I'm okay with him. Benny, Benny, Benny Hinn's raking it in. Oh, Benny Hinn's another guy. How much guy is Benny Hinn made? Oh. He needs a gun. This guy 42. should have a gun in the mask. $42 million last year, Tony, he made. Yeah. Do you think Benny Hinn's read 10 pages of the Bible? No. No, not at all. He reads He's whatever. Great, 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 great white silk suits, though. That guy yeah, is Taylor. Yeah. Cref, Cref, oh. yeah. Creflo Dollar. I like how his name is like his dollar. Like he yeah. doesn't even hide it. He's Creflo Dollar. I've I've said him state basically. If you read the Bible, that God wants you to have gold, and 
Mercedeses, and yeah, he's one of these guys that God preaches success. God wants me to have Virgin Mary. That's what he'll be saying next, right? Man, there's this is one. Guy. We're in the wrong business. I never even heard of this guy. Who? <laughs> Bishop T D uh, Jakes. No, I don't know Jakes. And he raked in $147 million last what? year. What? What oh. the hell is going on? See, what are we doing? Why are we talking about the MMA? Yeah, <laughs> Why oh, aren't we talking about this? The head the head of the Nigerian Christ, Christian charismatic movement. What? David Ida Bedato, $150 million. Whoever knew that existed, except the people that gave him $150 million. How much did Joel Osteen? Like, this is all tax-free, who's, too. Who's, know what the worst is, too? When I was watching late at night, you know, flipping around from, uh, you know, the channels that I watch, and uh, a lot of those guys are on land. I don't understand, like, uh, the, the, the water that they're sending, the anointed water. Like, it's, uh, what do they okay. send that stuff? I'm, I'm like, wow, that water, it's going to give me some good luck. Like, what the hell's going on with the products that they're pimping? <laughs> How are you going to send the water by mail? <laughs> Can you imagine where that water comes from? Uh, it's probably the sewer. Yeah, man. Joel Osteen's got some real money. Pat, Rob- <laughs> Pat Robinson, loaded. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Pat Robertson's got $100 million. Yep. The guy ran for president of the United States. People don't remember that. Like you said, Joel Osteen lives in a $10.5 million home. Yeah, yeah, he has eight swimming pools. He has five fireplaces. He lives in Texas. What the hell does he need the fireplaces for? He's rubbing it in every one of his throats. Yeah. ever said you imagine? And you can get a nice house in Houston for pretty cheap. Yeah. You imagine the property he's got for ten point. Oh, like, what you, you can Google it. Five? You can Google it and see it. You won't believe it. It's it's like Never Neverland. <laughs> Let me see. It's angry, you Tony. Yes. Oh, my God, There's there's got to be kangaroos and lions and tigers running around this property. <laughs> Joel Olstein. It's home. Oh, it's insane. It's oh, insane. Oh, I think his wife, I, I bet his wife's a wine oh drinker. Oh, my God. <laughs> it sits up at night laughing at people, Look opening this. the envelopes. It's as big as a village. It's more lavish than Michael Jackson's was, Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, yeah. I don't. I, like there's got to be that. animals. There's got to be animals running around on the playground. <laughs> oh that's going to be me. He's my new hero. Oh my. I don't like him, but I want to be him. He doesn't, the thing with Joel Osteen, though, he doesn't shake you down for money. He just sort of puts the address up at the end. It's very <laughs> subtle. <laughs> so that's the key? It comes yeah, raining his, in? Yeah, you can't say, send me money, I really yeah, need money. exactly, just throw up the address. My deal with Joel Osteen, and I've liked him, and I think he's a positive, I think his sermons are good, but, uh, all right, but my deal with the Osteen is, Tony, I never really trusted his wife. She just looks like she's just. No, that's what I'm saying. She's she's walking around in Gucci. Yeah, she's she's There's no way any guy wants eight fireplaces. That's a wife move. And that she wants to show off the neighbors. All right, Mike Cardano checks in right now to comment on uh, the mega church. What's going on, uh, Mike? Is there there any way can we refrain from detailed talk about body parts? Can we do that? That's on Tony. That's on Tony. (laughs) They're all gifts from God, Mike, and this segment's about God. I understand. I nearly crashed the car. (laughs) 
Are you a believer in Joel Osteen, uh, Mike? Or you think uh, that a pastor should be living in a $10.5 million uh, paradise mansion in Houston? Uh, you know, I come from the church of what's happening now, so whatever he's into, it's good for him. I, I can't for the life of me understand why anybody goes and gives him money, but to each his own. To each his own. Just You know what? I, I was better off, believe it or not, when you were talking about hockey. If you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> More hockey. Mike, the real question is, is ripping ripping uh, mega pastors going to help us win money tonight? Yeah. That's, that's the real <laughs> if we go undefeated tonight, we know they're shams. We know what tomorrow's going to be like. 40 minutes that's of this. A, exactly, Tony. <laughs> Mike, so you're not a guy that puts 20% of your check in the uh, collection basket at church every week? No. No. <laughs> The older I get, the more I can see religious religion is the biggest scam of all time in general. But it is what it is. Yeah. You know what? I I don't have a problem with religion, no. but it's the it's the scam part. Like Jesus didn't live in a mansion in Houston no. with eight eight fireplaces <laughs> and a pool. He didn't even have shoes. No. He didn't. Like even Jesus would be like, man, it's a little much, Joel. Like, come on, bro. Like it's a little much, you know. Well, Gabe, the thing with religion is, is, and I'm not, I, I'm not saying I'm a non-believer or anything like that. It's, it's only there's so many religions. Only one of them can be right. You can't believe in in, in Allah and Buddha and Jesus. You can't believe in all of them. I mean, only one of them is right. No, Buddha. Buddha seems to cause the least problems. He's <laughs> pretty chill. You don't hear yeah. about like a Buddhist terrorist. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> They're just sleeping in the temple. All right, listen. Yeah. Before I get in trouble myself, I'm getting off. Don't you have any games to talk about? Yeah, we got a few. This started with Odell Beckham and Ray Lewis. Yeah, it did. It did. Like it started sports related, Mike. It did. We we were talking about Ray Lewis, like he's a pastor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Later. Let's see how this all started with. They should get off Odell Beckham's back, man. You know, it's just because now all the media is on him too. They don't want to pay him, right? Exactly. So they're going to try to on, smear yeah, him. Just, oh, yeah. he's a head case. Less, he's a less, nut job. So settle down, Ray. You know, remember when... Uh, it's funny. Trump can't build the wall, but Joel Osteen seems... When you look at his... He's got a wall on the side of a mountain. Like, who the hell's getting in his compound? So what you're saying? Joel's like, you can't just go knock on no, the door. Yeah. Hey, Joel, I got a spiritual problem. Exactly. Can you imagine, like, in Vicky Osteen answers yeah. the door, Tony? Oh, my God. No, Can I speak to Joel? I've, I've got a problem. Yeah. Security's going to be like, get the hell out of Security. here. Security. Yeah, release the hounds. <laughs> Joel, Joel Osteen's built his own wall, you're saying, already? Yeah. Well, take a look at the picture. It's huge. He's on the side of a mountain with the shrubs. They're at least a few. Like, they're high, man. Like, so if there's any prowlers that come up there, like, they're done. Cam, do you know? Do you know what building? Uh, do you know what his church is? What building? Like where he, where, oh, where, like he the, where the parish is? Yeah, it's in Houston, but like it, you know, like the building. They asked, like basically the Astrodome. The guy had enough money. He bought the uh, Comcast Center. Oh my God! Like the old, it, 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 yeah, that's the old hall, oh, like the, when the the, the, rock, rockets, the rockets moved in yes, their new arena. Yes. So he bought the. He it, took over the old arena, and that's his pulpit. Yeah, he fills like <laughs> eighteen thousand people. Wow, man, people. And then his wife's dripping like jewels and Gucci. That's and, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a Vuitton. Yeah, okay. Yeah, punch in Joel Osteen's wife right yeah, now. I'd like to check this out too. She's actually all right looking.
Oh, yeah. What, you think he's going to marry somebody not attractive? Joel. I'm going to try to clean this up in case Mike but, uh, still listens. Yeah. <laughs> but, what but, kind of... <laughs> Joel Osteen, she ain't, she ain't dressed like the old pilgrim ladies, Tony, and stuff. No, like, no, no. They, they, yeah, like. Do you think uh, that adult, adult? I don't like her uh, look. There's something about her I don't I know. That's she's, what I'm saying. She's right a away, lady she's you can't to... trust. <laughs> look at those <laughs> eyes. They're very <laughs> devious and deadly. No, Marenzi, I know women a little bit. Like, I know evil. I don't like that at all. Like, you can tell. Oh, you can tell. Uh, and you can tell behind yeah. the scene. Joel, I fucking, I told <laughs> you. I told you to hawk. Jimmy, I told you to hawk the books more about spirituality tonight. I told you. If we don't get that new garden. <laughs> Do you think pastors are stuck to only doing missionary position? Just the Mormon ones. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right, we're all going to hell. Yeah, we are. We're, we're done. <laughs> You're right, though. Out of all the guys I look at, Creflo Dollar looks the coolest. He what? looks I, I, like I'm just like, with Creflo Dollar. No, Creflo Dollar looks like yeah, you'd be he cool like too if you're raking in 150 yeah, well. mil a year. It's we a great get a Vegas. It's a great get the, Creflo we, Dollar. We got to get a Vegas book to start taking action on who uh, clears the most cash out of these pastors each year. Remember, uh, I'm seeing a picture of Creflo Dollar that looks like a mugshot, though. Did he do hard time? Like, <laughs> that's be great. We got a felon. Oh. We got a felon pastor making 40 mil a year. Creflo Dollar scam hurts taxpayers. <laughs> the devil is trying to discredit me. The false teachers. Cref, cre, well, it's oh fake news. Try. Uh, is fake, it fake news? Okay. All right, let's see how much your, your girl Joyce Meyer made. <laughs> Joyce <laughs> Your <Meyer>. girl. <laughs> Joyce make. These are these Joyce. are things that, you know, these are tough. Creflo, it, it, yeah, Creflo Dollar, uh, he hit hard times. You wonder why we got a president that people are skeptical about when we have this is regardless. This is what leads our religion in the United States. There's a big one, Tony, in Florida, too. The chick, uh, Paula White. Yes. Holy crap. Joyce Meyer. She's got uh, $57 million. Wow. Where do you think she keeps it? In heaven. Heaven. <laughs> 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 Man, they really make a lot of money, these people, huh? Yeah, what are we saying? You're right. Like, instead of raising your kid to, like, you know, son, I want you to be a pro golfer. You know, son, here, you know, I want you to be a tennis player. It's like, no, man, you just raise the kid to be an evangelistic uh, preacher. Yeah, you're right. If you're hot on the mic and you got some charisma and personality and you and you can, for more of your act, even tame some snakes, like you do like the Pentecostals where the rattlesnake won't bite you, you got a career. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they all, like, cheat on their spouses. Of course and stuff they do. Dude, I'm looking yeah. at Creflo Dollar's mugshot right now. It says, the 15-year-old daughter of megachurch pastor Creflo Dollar told authorities her father choked and punched her and hit her with his shoe during an argument when she was going to go to a party. It's tough to the police well, she probably wasn't dressed appropriately. Yeah, probably not. Imagine the interns that you could bring in. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the intern game. That yeah, that'd be that. <laughs> the intern game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know so where Ray, to go from I here. I don't either, man. That was great. Like, uh, I enjoyed that segment, though. That was good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ray yeah, Lewis. Yeah. I'm sure we're all going to have great luck tonight and win tonight. <laughs> I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling, too. I think God's on our side, Gabe. Yes. He's on our side. 
Joel Osteen has no Jesus sandals. You gotta build the wall. Like uh, Joel Osteen. Like we said, though, you gotta build a wall to keep Conor McGregor and the Irish out. Exactly. Wrecking havoc in New York, man. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yeah, I can't believe people donate money uh, to the church and just burn their money away. Coming from people that bet on Sacramento King basketball games. I'm almost, uh, I'm, al- I'm, almost embar- I'm almost embarrassed to tell you guys what I did last night. Like, I bet on the Phoenix Suns last night. Like that's 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 almost like a jailable offense. Yeah, like see, like I got like, thirteen points. What are you like, like, honestly, honestly, in hindsight, what did they lose by? Seventeen. <laughs> so, honestly, in hindsight. Wouldn't you have been better off donating that to a church, maybe getting some luck going here? <laughs> I don't really think so. Not to these turkeys, but to somebody, yeah. a legitimate church. Creflo Dollar uh, needs your help, bro. I actually Come on, better. man. No, what I, want the, I want the kit, though. I want the cross and the anointed water. I want the water. I want, I, I want the Bible gift pack. Yeah, like, the, the holy water. Yeah, I want the holy water. So I can I'm afraid splash to it all over I, uh, like aqua velvet. I bet, a, I bet 100 to win 160 on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn last night. <laughs> wow, Tony, you're all over the board, hitting it all over. Did you, you bet on man? Brock Lesnar? I was telling people, take Brock Lesnar. No, so, listen, no, I wish I did. I know, and everyone thought, oh, Brock's going to the UFC, but he's yeah. got to enter the drug testing water program, which takes four months, so he's still got like six months left in the WWE, and I'm not even a hardcore mark, and I knew that. But um, you watch a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm looking forward to seeing Raw tonight. The Raw... After WrestleMania is always a circus, and the crowd's always nuts, and it's going to be nuts tonight. And it's sort of the WrestleMania recap. I'll get it all, you know, the nine-hour marathon cut down to size. But you watch wrestling. What did you think of WrestleMania last night as opposed to other WrestleManias? Was it good? I I, I thought it was on a roll. I thought it was on a roll until the Brock uh, uh, Lesnar-Roman Reigns match. I think that people are tired of seeing those two. And... uh, the people uh, were tied. It's too long. It's seven hours long. Yeah, they were chanting, this is boring, right? You're boring. Yeah. Yeah, neither of them are great actual wrestlers. No, that's right? the thing. The, no. well, you've, seen the re- you've seen the reports. No one wants to fight Brock Lesnar. He's so technically like you'll smash your face into the oh, ground. Yeah, like guys come up to Vince <laughs> and go, please, do I have to wrestle Brock? Because you actually feel beat up and dead after you get in the – that's the thing. He does everything. He's not eloquent. Like you know, he's just, he's he's not clean, man. He'll hurt you. So I heard uh, I heard the promo during a commercial break. Uh, Tony, you were talking about the Houston Rockets NBA playoffs. I can't wait for these playoffs to start, but we, you know we don't really know. And I was talking about this earlier with Cam, in which I don't know, man. Some of these teams might be losing on purpose, but yeah. I don't know how they go about it. Maybe they, it's just the rotation and the coach sort of shake things up, but. Hustle on D, like the, the hustle, like it's that's a, what you'll yeah. see. It's a dangerous road. It's a dangerous game to play, though, 
when you start dropping down spots because you end up screwing yourself somehow down oh, the road. Yeah. Oh, my God, yep. we won, but we would have had a home court if we didn't blow that game, <laughs> right? So I don't really think coaches really want to lose at the end. Uh, but there's no doubt about it, Tony. If I'm if I'm the Washington Wizards, the Milwaukee Bucks, or uh, the Miami Heat, I'd rather play the Toronto Raptors or the Boston Celtics than the Philadelphia 76ers right now. Totally agree. But unless there's a hundred, a way that you can hundred percent cement that, cement. Yeah, that you don't happening. know. That's the thing. You're yeah. right because you could you could tag any other team tags. Exactly. And like, oh, screw. We just screwed ourselves yeah. out of a, a better matchup down the road. You're and right. And then you have four days off before the game, and all of a sudden now you're not at the top of your game. And I, I'll give Mike Danatoni credit. He said we're not going to tank. We're going to. Uh, we need to get in there playing on all cylinders, and we're going to try to get our timing right before the playoffs. They haven't played well as of late. But at least he's not a guy that's going to just run it in. Well, it's a tricky game tonight. I'm talking about Oklahoma City. Oklahoma yeah. City could finish as high as fourth, or they could miss the playoffs. Or they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or finish eighth type deal. Yeah. It's 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 pretty intense for them right now. The Miami Heat are in the playoffs, yet they could finish anywhere from sixth or eighth. I think people want to play Boston. I don't think people really want to play the Raptors. The Raptors are 34-7 and seven at home. Yeah, um, on the list you'd go Boston, uh, Philly. The thing about Philadelphia, though, you talked about being you so hot. You know, you now. do not want to play Philly, but you'd rather play Boston than anybody. I'm thinking right now, yeah, more Boston, so than even, the Raptors. Boston won't be a party. I mean, Eastern no. Conference is going to be interesting, but uh, yeah, right now, Tony. I mean, that's six, seven, eight. We don't know. It could be Milwaukee. It could be Miami. It could be Washington, and Washington are really backing into the playoffs right now. Yeah, it, it is crazy because if you look at it from the other end, if I was Toronto, Boston, or Cleveland, or Philadelphia, I, I don't want to play Philly, right? So, I mean, everybody's going to be looking at that, that situation with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the one game that I, I keyed on tonight for the um, for DraftKings was the it basically came down to one game, the Clippers and New Orleans. I think New Orleans goes after it, right? The Clippers have uh, Danilo Gunnelli out. Lou Williams is questionable. I don't think he's going to play. And you, so you've got a lot of cheap Clippers that are going to play tonight. So in that yeah. one game, I'm going to get Anthony Davison. I'm going to get Meritich in. I'm going to get three or four Clippers because they're underpriced. And I still have enough money that I can get LeBron James and Anthony Davison because of the Clippers situation. One thing with the Clippers tonight, too. Yeah, they're eliminated right now, but... It could lead to some carefree basketball, as you stated. I, you know, the Clippers really are going to be bombs away. They're not going to roll over on their home floor. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think the Clippers are going to surprise people and hang around so, in this game tonight because there's no pressure on them. I'm with you, man. No Teams who play loose sometimes. No, but don't show no. But sometimes, Tony, that's the thing. Even with the second stringers and stuff, they're getting, what are they getting? You Nine points yeah, right now? It's that's down a lot eight of and a half. The betting market's agreeing yeah. with yeah, the move right get, here. It's, it's coming I, down. That game should be like tonight, to me, 11 or 12. But it's on the road. The Pelicans can't be trusted. The thing is, Tony, we all know this. The sports books, they're not posting numbers on what they think, right? They're posting numbers right. on what they what they know we're going to bet on. If they put the Pelicans as double-digit road favorites, 93% yeah. of the bets Smash would be on Clippers. the Clippers, right? People yeah. would just jump on the Clippers. They're trying to bait you in here a little bit. The big game tonight is Portland and Denver. Uh, Denver have been on a roll. They've won five straight basketball games. Uh, right now, uh, they're hosting the uh, the Portland Trailblazers. They're laying four and a half. Portland haven't won in the Mile High City since the year of 2016. They historically don't play well here. I think there's going to be points on the board in this game, guys. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game tonight. 
You like over the total in this one. You, you know, know what's crazy? Yeah, I, 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 like, I like Denver and I like, the over. I was trying to think the last time the Denver Nuggets won a game that mattered. Like, I was thinking about that today, right? I know. Five and, in a row, though, dude. They're, trust they're, me. Yeah. It's only, I'm going to get it to four. Denver Denver could beat it by four. Portland on the road. I like that. It almost, I like where you're going, Gabe. I it think almost feels, points. Yeah, I know. But it feels almost like tonight's the night they'll choke, right? But, listen, Portland... Portland are suddenly on a little losing streak, and they're about to blow the division title that they've had wrapped up for the last month or so. It's it's a big game tonight. This game, yeah. Damian Lillard's a little banged up though. That's the that you know that's where I get the little bit of a confidence in Denver. If Dame that team is not good enough not to have a hundred percent Damian Lillard, it'd be successful. It's not a bad ankle. McC- yeah, McCollum's a decent player. Nurkic is a decent player. Napier is a decent player, but. They need Damian Lillard as a superstar. They, they forget How about they're this, going guys? Out, they're going out in round one if they don't have that guy healthy. Yep. The Denver Nuggets have given up 100 or more points in 30 of their last 31 basketball wow. games. 30, yeah. 31. But get this. They've actually scored 100 or three or more points in 29 yeah. of their last the 31 Nuggets, games. man, they love points. The over, 22, 8, and 1. At home uh, right now. They're, since uh, January 29, they're on a 22-8-1 run at home on this home floor. They're playing good basketball uh, right now. Listen, we saw this. What, what did we see? We saw a massive game last Thursday, I believe it was, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Exact same situation. They're going head-to-head with the T-Wolves, trying to get in the playoffs. They ended up winning the game by four as four-and-a-half-point favorites, guys. And it's exactly what they're laying right now. I think it'll be a close game tonight. I think Denver finds a way to get it done again. Gary, uh, Gary Harris is out. Will Barton's been tearing it up. Jokic will get to that in the uh, in the in the DFS uh, p- portion of things. But you're gonna like this, Tony. I know you like to bet. You're not the biggest hockey guy, but you still like to bet uh, and make money. We were talking about this earlier a little bit, but I want to share some of the numbers with people. So the NHL playoffs start on Wednesday. And I'm encouraging it right now. First off, the Stanley Cup playoff first round is the best thing in sports. Really these guys is. go and kill each other. Yeah, the amazing. first round yeah. of the Stanley Cup playoffs the is the best. It's better than the end. Of, first round NBA is fun. But the NHL, the teams just beat the crap out of each other. They play all night if it goes yeah, to overtime. There's like four games a night all the time. It's just great stuff. But we're going to tell you right now, these teams are so freaking evenly matched, man. And you, we we're going to tell you right now, we're gonna. this is our strategy coming into the playoffs. We're going to bet on every game to go to overtime. Every single Game. Every game to go to overtime. And what is the worst odds you'll probably get in a tie? A, a low end would be what? Plus 275? No, they're going to come down to like 250? plus 220s. I'm surprised yeah. they're as high as they are right now. Well, you better jump that if we're going to do the experiment. Everything. All right. So look, like let's say you got three games. So for the record last year, guys, last year in the first round, in the first round of the playoffs last year in the NHL, there were 18 overtime games. 18. <laughs> Imagine hitting 18 bets at plus 250, plus 300 before they lower it. Bankroll. It's it's insane. So let, let, let's just do the math here quickly and um, put it on the table. So opening night, NHL, Wednesday night. Uh, there's three games. Three games on the board. All, all of the ties pay plus 300. So let's say you bet $100 on each one. $100 on each one. One of them hits at plus 300. You're getting $400 back. Mm-hmm. Three yep. plus three hundred plus your, your stake yep. plus your hundred dollar stakes. You're gonna you, get you make money. Yeah, plus three ten plus two. You know, plus three twenty plus three hundred, etc. So you bet all three games to go to overtime on Wednesday night. One of them goes to overtime. 
Um, you made you're up a couple hundred bucks. No, one hundred dollars. You spent three hundred. You got four hundred back. So you're yeah. up one hundred dollars yeah. if one of them hits. If two of them hits, two of them hits, you are getting back eight hundred dollars for your three hundred dollar investment. Two of the games go to overtime. One hundred dollars a bet. Boom. You just made five hundred dollars if two of the games went to overtime. Doesn't matter who wins. Um, of three of the games go to overtime. You got $1,200 back. You just made $900 for your $300 investment. Now, listen, That's not every game's going to go to overtime. I believe one of them right. will go to, so it will already be up $100. But last year, Cam, in the Toronto Maple Leafs and the uh, the Washington Capitals series, every game went to overtime. Almost. Five yep. of the seven yep. went Correct. to overtime. Five of the seven. 18 games in overtime just in the first round alone uh, last year, Tony. And it's not just last year, it's a theme that we see. There's just the, they're they're evenly matched. These these teams, there's not a lot to give between them, and in uh, the playoffs, goals are hard to come by. And there's just a lot of there's a lot of ties, man. There's a lot of games to go to overtime, and I encourage people to do this and just bet every damn game to go to overtime. We're gonna make money in the end doing this. And you said that because the style of play. When you're when you have a game and it is tied in the third period, you know what teams do. They don't do that crazy stuff where they're going to pinch in and do all that stuff. It's like, okay, man, everything's going to be all right. They don't play it risky, and then it goes to overtime, and we'll take our chances in overtime. You know it. You've seen those games in the third period. Then they just play defensive, defensive style, man. They don't even go for it. It's a beautiful bet. I'm surprised because, like you said, normally it's like plus two fifty for this stuff. Yeah, I don't understand why they're, they're giving you three. Now, so for an example, right now. A draw in the so to go to overtime in Minnesota and uh, Winnipeg and Winnipeg is plus three hundred. That's plus three hundred to go overtime, and you can't start to get into all oh, that game has a good yeah, chance of going overtime and the other one doesn't because you know that's if you're gonna do this you've got to do it exactly you got to stick to every game. Now it's hard to do it for a hundred dollars. I do it for you can do it for twenty bucks, fifty bucks. Yeah, I'm to hoping do. to do it for fifty because you know if I got to throw three hundred just on the draws every night. Then I'm betting the totals. Then that's $200 a bet in an NHL game. Then you throw in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, Tony, then I need a bankroll of like four or $5,000 a night, which I can get in a lot yeah. of trouble doing that. <laughs> oh, you definitely, you definitely can. And you know what? I used to do, when I would do it, I would do it once in a while, but I would never do it in a game uh, where anyone was over $175 favorite. So basically I was trying to, I was trying to get the overtime and cherry pick the, the games that were uh, pick'ems. No, you got to bite the bullet. Thing is, though, the ball. Though, sometimes it's just better to do it in yeah. all the games. I'm telling oh, it you, right absolutely now, I, is. Las Las Vegas, Las Vegas, and Kings, and the Kings that has overtime written all over it. It's also going to be a low-scoring game that game. The totals five and a half in that one. I brought it up earlier. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh historically play high-scoring games. The total is even six in that one. Five and a half in Minnesota. And uh, and Winnipeg and Winnipeg's minus one seventy. They've never won a playoff game. They've been to the playoffs twice since they've come back in their rebirth in Winnipeg. They got swept both times. I get the feeling they come out and get it done. Get I, that monkey off their back. They're a better team this I'll year. I'll lay the one seventy in game one with these guys. I agree hundred percent. I think Winnipeg uh, is way better than Minnesota. They got Hellebuck in net now. They got three lines. That Hopefully can they score. win in overtime. They, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you want a nice four to three <laughs> overtime win for the Jets. Because that's the thing. You're gonna, I'm going to bet this prop, but then I'm still going to have money on the teams, right? So it's one of these deals where 
you don't hope for anything. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You bet the overtime. I'm going to hit some more totals as opposed to sides of these games. But I'll still play teams to win. And if it goes to overtime, hey, it doesn't matter. I can hit them both. And that'll be real exactly. nice sometimes. Well, hitting two. Yeah, that, that's the thing. They have the nights where, like, if there's four. Imagine hitting the LA three. Kings plus 120 and plus 300 to go to overtime in the same game. That's the beautiful thing. You just won plus 420 units in one night and one game. It's like doubling down in blackjack there. You're, you're, win, you're winning extra, extra units, buddy. I got some picks for you guys before uh, the DFS hour. Before Camp's Uber shows up. Uh, I actually have a vehicle today, but uh, that's a long story. I'll tell you later. Well, you've got a car? Uh, not mine, but I like, yeah. a, I like boring, boring a car. Long story, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me like ask you, does, 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 does the owner of the car know that you no, have a car? He does. <laughs> There's just certain things I have to do when I return it. Like fill it up, like put 60 by. It's just, yeah, the, the person wants uh, things done properly. Denver Nuggets, uh, I'm going to take the tonight, Marenzi. I'm going to ride your over. I like the Pistons tonight at plus uh, four and a half. I always buy it up to five on the half point against the Raptors. What are the Raptors going to be playing for? Not much. And the Clippers tonight, if I can get nine, Marenzi, I'm reading your mail. Baltimore Orioles tonight in baseball. Bundy, don't. He does a pretty good job. LA Angels, why not? Minus 135. Cincinnati is my small dog with rabies at plus 150. And the Padres are my Big Great Dane St. Bernard rabies dog plus 165 versus Colorado. How about uh, how about Otani so far? Otani's most, just most a player of Major League Baseball so He's far. On fire! It's going to be the MVP at this rate. One week, Fred Lynn. Yeah, exactly. One week in, he I looks like the, a star. The guy's 2-0. I mean, he's killing He's hitting it. home run, doing everything. I'm glad I didn't bet that under 11 and a half wins, Tony. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. But it's a long way to go. Let's, we can't crown him yet. You can't crown him yet. It's Dennis Green's no. dead. Exactly. No. Uh, whatever, what you can, whatever the baseball standings are right now, that's exactly what they'll be at the end of September. Stanton's going to strike out like 460 <laughs> times this year. Tony Sincata, Cam Stewart, Gabriel Morenci, all done in the survivor pool. Oh, yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, New York. Bases well, loaded, no outs. Thank yeah, you thanks. for nothing. Good work, guys. Our judge smashes it back. Double play. Dylan Bundy should get it done tonight, actually.